This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Yo, what up, though? It's your man Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tinfoil Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man, Dame, three underscores, three, one, three. The West Side Landlord, the pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Yo, welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast, episode 309 on, on you hoes. Uh, yo, man, we back for another week of foolishness, you feel me? We got to do something for episode 313, just because we from Detroit. Yeah, I likes that. Yeah. Yeah, 313. That'd be pretty dope. Yo, what? Yo, we should have a live show again. It's been a minute. Yes. We ain't did a live show since, well, technically we, we, we did. We did one during the pandemic. You always forget about the show at the hookah bar. Yeah, we kind of did two of them bitches too. Yeah, I for, but look, we shut the we so the last like big show was episode two hundred, and uh, y'all know y'all know the story. Then the pandemic happened, and we ain't do shit for years. Yeah, you know what I thought this week in culture, it's time for y'all to do something too. Yeah, you know we was uh before the pandemic we was gonna do a, a screening of um Candyman, but they ended up pushing that shit back. We was going to Chicago. And do a screen in Chicago at Candyman, and uh, they kept pushing that shit back. Then the yeah, I got fans in Chicago. Nigga, we got fans all over. I'm just saying, like a big strong fan. I mean, like, we wouldn't. We wouldn't, that wasn't like a, a slight. I'm I just know, asking. You know, but you know, sometimes you got to find the bravado. Okay, you feel me? I but mean, no. I got yeah, I got fans across the pond. My man call in every week and leave a voice note. Hey man, we it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But no, we got a we got a we got a strong Chicago fans base, so we could pack out a movie theater and you know how to do our shit. I just feel like it's t- we should all maybe we got some we got something coming up. Maybe we should do something in conjunction with that. We already the people don't know, but there's something coming in. What's April? May June? About three months. Yeah. I bought the website last year. Okay. Yeah. So we'll figure something out. But yeah, I'm down for a live event. Uh, in any event, how how was your week, my brother? We was stressful as fuck. You look a little different this this week. I cut down my beard significantly because I thought I was gonna have to find another job. Mm. I, I knew for sure Monday was the. So the story that you told last week, you that you thought it was over. I did think it was over. In my well, in my mind, I let it be over because I didn't look at my laptop or my email for two days because I just didn't want to I just didn't want to deal with what I thought was going to be there. So, you know, I called some shit last Friday at work. They made a big stink of stink about it. And they was acting like I was burning down the motherfucking building. You know what I'm saying? And I tried to take responsibility for it. I did what I thought was right. But I was like, if this is the sort I die on. I don't necessarily want to fall on the bitch, but, you know, whatever. Jobs come and go. That's just how 
That's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. So I didn't check. I had work I needed to do over the weekend, but I said, God, and put this demon behind me. I'm not touching this laptop for the weekend. You know, be honest. Uh, sometimes I act like if I don't address the problem, it's gonna go away. I'm guilty of that, like a motherfucker. Like, but it doesn't. It, it doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> it's always there, especially with work and email. It's always and shit there. that holds you accountable. It just, it just doesn't. So anyway, I didn't turn on my laptop all weekend, even though I knew I had shit that I needed to fucking do. Yeah, I was just like, man, fuck it. I just figure it out next week. I just do it last minute. So come Monday, I said either the temp agency might give me a call or my boss gonna call me directly. But somebody probably gonna fire me today. So that's why I cut my beard down. But so come Monday, because <laughs> I figured I had to interview for another job. So I yeah. didn't want to go in. You, nigga, I got tattoos on my neck. So, I mean, I ain't. You should keep the beard and help cover them. Right? <laughs> the camera or some shit, you know. So anyway, I came in, you know, I came into my room and logged into my laptop just to see <laughs> what went, it was going to be. I went downstairs. Yeah. So my boss hadn't said shit. I replied to her email before I left on Friday, called her. She didn't answer. She didn't resp- respond to the email. So I come in Monday morning, ain't nothing there. Like not from her, just, you know, regular work bullshit emails. So I'm like, no, nah, it's just it's just too quiet. It's spooky hours. It's just, just too quiet. About an hour later, she emailed me. All she did was send me like a paragraph from the policy and was like, you should probably familiarize yourself with it. And it was done with. But on Saturday, y'all act like I kicked a baby down a, ste- <laughs> a flight of steps. So I'm just like, fuck, that, that's it? I need that help of stress in my life. Man. Yeah, not that that's it because I'm glad it didn't turn into something else because I need income. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> but I was like, fuck, you could say that shit. Yeah. Like Then Friday wouldn't ship. So now I got to grow my beard back. Mm. Hey, y'all, so I'm about to grow my shit back right after uh, after my birthday. So look, man, you going Why you got a two dollar bill, man? So listen, uh, what's what's wrong with it? Because it's discolored. You pee on it. I don't know if it's discolored, but um, this is from 2017. I didn't know they were still like making new two dollar bills and shit. Uh, I like the silver certificates. I, when I was a kid, I used to collect these shits. You feel me? But stores act like you got the plague. You try and handle one of them shits. Yeah. What's today? The eighth. Yeah. Yeah. I just paid the rent today uh, for the studio because I pay them when I want to because one, I really do be forgetting, and I literally be here every single day, but I be forgetting to pay them. Uh, two, they get on my nerves, and they 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 um they get on my nerves, and they make life harder for me so, so did you pay the rent two dollar bills no so i went to the oh. uh, uh i went to the liquor store to get a money order and i give them a certain amount of money every time the rent don't change until may when it goes up uh and they give me three dollars back and they you know fold in a little joint every time i don't even check it because it's like three dollars so when i get here i open this shit up and it's only two dollars it was only it's one single bill and i'm up like oh shit it's a two dollar bill and i'm thinking there's gonna be something there and it's not the nigga stiffed me on the dollar. Or did the money orders go up and he just didn't say shit to you? That could be the case. Because <laughs> I'm thinking it's probably the latter. I'm going to go up there tomorrow, though, and ask for a money order to see if it going to It's a dollar. That's why I go there. You know what I'm saying? It's only a dollar for a money order. Well. But the nigga stiffed me, but he gave me two paws, but he gave me a, a $2 bill. So, you know, maybe it works out. Does that out. make it better? Kind of. Kind of. I plan on using them three single dollar, three singles to go get some waters out the vending machine. But 
I don't. I'm, and I'm not putting a two dollar bill in the vending machine. Because you you're me? never getting that bitch back. I'm like era. <laughs> I remember somebody at Best Buy tried to pay for a whole bunch of shit with two dollar bills, and they called the young girl called the police on them because they thought the money was fake. Mm. I'm like, God damn. Kids are stupid, man. Eighties babies, two thousand babies, or I don't know what it is. Do they even like? They don't. They don't fuck with paper money. You know, when we was kids, they taught us how to count change, nigga. Mm. I remember them worksheets that had <laughs> pictures of change, and that's how you had to learn how to count that shit. Now they got the kids don't do that shit no they more. They probably give a piece of paper and say Cash App, Apple Pay, Zelle, Venmo. Uh, yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't count change, nigga. I knew centimeters and. Well, I, ain't nev- I ain't never been too strong in centimeters. <laughs> I'm a. I'm a. I'm not a metric system. You feel me? Okay. Uh, but the they whole world us- is on the metric system. I want the rest of the world to come over <laughs> to the imperial. It is imperial system or some shit. I don't know, my nigga. Yeah, but um, I, I can't do centimeters. They taught us a lot of bullshit in school. And a lot of that shit you just don't fucking use. You just don't fucking use it. Yo, this is what you need in school. You need to be able to count. You know, you need to know. You need to go up to algebra. You feel me? And maybe geometry one. You need to know some shapes, okay? You need to know what a fucking hexagon is. Fucking octagon. What, nigga? When the last time you bought something that was in the shape of a hexagon? Everything you buy from IKEA. I don't. I don't <laughs> shop at IKEA. Everything you buy from Amazon that got to be put together. I don't. I don't buy shit. I got to put together. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. Uh, my bad for doing manly. And that's you know that's just not. Well, what that's I'm not my wave. Is, Everybody need to know what the 45 degree angle is. How about that? Okay. All right. That's like geometry one. 45, 90, 180, 360. Because I hate when niggas be like, he did a whole 360. He did a 180. It's, <laughs> it's a 180, okay? Small things, but it matters. Um, Words have meaning. They do. They do. Um, any event, uh, I had a pretty cool week. Um, I finally decided what I was gonna do for my birthday and shit. Oh, I'm really jealous of your birthday plans. Uh, I'm not hating, but I'm I am I am jealous. I was kind of down to be perfectly honest. You know what I'm saying? It's a milestone. Well, every birthday for me is a milestone because I'm older than I was the day before. You feel me? You only turn such and such once, nigga. You turn everything once, but neither here nor there. Uh, Forty years old. I mean, that's a number. That's a that's a that's a big number and shit. But I started this job a little while ago, and um, I don't got no time for ninety days. You feel me? So initially, I wanted to go to uh, New Orleans uh, next weekend, and uh, I couldn't because, like, you know. But uh, I managed to get my actual birthday off, and then the day after is uh Easter. So by default, we close, and then the next week. I just ended up with Monday and Tuesday off. So I ended up with a, a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. So I'm like, oh, that's I got, enough to get away. I got four days. So, you know, on my birthday, April the 16th, greatest day in the world. Uh, Earl Spence fighting uh, Ugas to be unified champ. Four belts on the line. And um, I'm about to fly to Dallas that day and have a good old fucking time. I'll come back on Monday or so. But, uh, that morning, I'm gonna fly out. Is that the Cowboys Stadium? Yeah. You've never seen no shit like this. It's a big ass. Stadium. I've been inside of that stadium. You've never seen no shit like this. Yeah, I want this motherfucker is huge. Yeah, yeah. Pause. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you ain't never seen no stadium like this. Though. Uh, yeah. So I can't wait. You feel me? And um, the Rockets got a nice ass stadium down in Houston, but that Dallas Cowboys shit, that motherfucker is ridiculous. Yo, shot to Expedia. That shit really worked. You got, good, to, you got a good bundle? 
Yeah, so I was just about to buy my ticket. I'm about to hit hit complete. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, wait a minute. This is the plane ticket, by the way. I'm like, let me see. I hit the bundle joint. And what I ended up getting for the hotel and the plane ticket was what I was going to pay for just the plane ticket. I'm like, oh, shit. Matter of fact, it's a little cheaper. Nice hotel? Yeah. Four okay. stars. You feel me? Because I, I want to find. <laughs> I mean... I'm, it's my birthday. I should be sitting. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, but you know, I take four. Go to go to Del Fresco's while you while you in Dallas. Del Fresco's. Yeah, man. How you how you a steak? Mm. Yeah, I, I had no red meat in quite some time. They got they got some good seafood there too. Yeah, you know how you seafood. So. Fuck. So just don't. They got chicken, but I feel like you shouldn't go to the steakhouse and eat chicken. Just go somewhere else. I didn't say I was going. Yeah, go somewhere else. My bad. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, we do that. So also, I give you niggas a heads up, just so y'all look for something. Yo, next week I'm gonna have my father on the pod. You feel me? Can't wait, man. Yeah, we were supposed to have our dads together. Unfortunately, my old man passed before we before we made it happen. But I'm I'm looking forward to having your dad here. Yeah, um, that's gonna be interesting. You know, y'all probably find out. You know why? I want you know what I want to. I want to ask him something very specific. Somebody randomly, it was like, yo, I drove past the whooping house. I need to. I, I want to like, ask about the whooping house. I was like, you know what? That's so wild because I'm about to bring my pops on and we definitely going to have to talk and about it. And what did that. he name the stick that he beat y'all with? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till next week. It had a name right. to it. Wait till next week. Papa man. Joe? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was just the paddle. Okay. <laughs> the paddle. Okay. So, yeah, next week, you know. Uh, I have my pops on. We have a good time. And uh, does your dad drink? No, my dad does oh. not drink. I've never seen my father drink. I think I've seen him drink. Just because like you've never time. seen him doesn't mean that he doesn't. I know my father. He does oh, not drink. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying we could have had. You know, we might have a beverage with him. I'm I'm going to have a beverage. My, my, he's definitely seen me drink. No, nah, I'm not. <laughs> At 40 years old, I'm sure he's seen you drink. I just didn't know if he was going to lie. You know what? I didn't start drinking until. My first drink, I think I was like 19. I was at a, a, a wedding for the family, and my dad, my cousin, uh, was trying to give me some like a, some Jack and Coke or some shit. And my dad was right there. I'm like, oh shit. He was like, be careful, son. I'm like, this nigga about to let me drink. I mean, and, once you get to a certain age where you just got to let your kids fly. My oldest son turned 19 this week. Mm. 19. Mm. Well, before we get there, let's introduce our guest, man. Because yeah, we got a we got a legend in the building. This is a this hey. is an actual fact. This yeah, actual we fact. we had some scheduling mishaps on our part. Yeah, but we finally got 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 them. Literally, here. my part. Actually. Yeah, yeah, you fucked it up. But please go ahead and introduce yourself and let the people know who who we got in the in the shop this week. Okay, what up though? This your girl Miss Corona Detroit's own. I'll have all the AKAs that y'all got. You know what I'm saying? But you, you I'm do have a, a pretty strong resume. I do. Well, I'm gonna run a few of my AKAs down. So it's Miss Corona, aka Golden Girl Productions, aka Trigger Figure Visuals, aka the owner of Triple Piece Clothing. So you know, I just want to sound cool. Aye, I want to sound cool like y'all. Hey man, we'll saying? take it. We'll take yeah. it. Thank yeah. y'all for having me. We got a hey, whole thank legend you for in coming the through. Thank hey. you for coming through. We we. We've been looking forward. We've, you know, me and Jay had a short list of like luminaries from Detroit that we would love to sit down and talk to. Mm. You know, just just people that we admire. I feel like are around our same age and peer class. That like, yo, I just I think they would be dope individuals just to talk to. And you're definitely on that short list. So well, this we, we mark we marking off we marking off list yeah. in 2022. I like you know. Um, there's a list of a whole bunch of people I want to sit down. People who just grew up in the same era, right? 
like because it's different eras of music entertainment the whole nine yard right. but like when y'all got like same reference points so i can say a, a particular artist that the somebody might know and like i know you know this motherfucker. Right. you know what i'm saying uh, you got a different view of detroit if you came up during a certain time yeah that's all yeah. The Detroit that I know and love ain't, you know, Cass Quarter was dangerous. Now it's right. million dollar condos. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> so Boy, I rode through there the other day. It looked so different. Man. I was like, when they put this building up. It was a lot different when when literally crackheads was naked in the streets. Oh yeah. Oh, on yeah. a Tuesday afternoon after yeah. school. Okay. Ground was, was black. Know, yeah. yeah. Concrete was black. Like, is this asphalt? No. Right. No, it's just bl- it's just dirty. <laughs> it's just dirty. <laughs> no one cares about this pocket of the city. Man. Ain't it wild because the most prestigious high school Mm-hmm. Um, in you the walk city, out the doors and just... where all your young talent or old t- everybody come from, right? It's a young black launch pad for for talent in right. the city. In yeah. the middle of the fucking hood, yeah, the middle of like bum central. Well, I don't even want to call it that. You know what? It was, it was like dr- a skid row for skid, Detroit. It was it was it was, yeah. it was sketchy. It the was unhoused. Sketchy. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they that's what the we house call was, them. Yeah, the, the unhoused. Yeah. yeah. Okay, man. So you know what's so wild? I was thinking about something the other day. Uh, somebody had said. Uh, a quote unquote bad word, the words that we we grew up saying, but you can't really say no more. And when they said it, I thought to myself, like, man, you can't say that. Mm. I was like, damn. How many times you didn't said it? In your right. Life? No, no. I was thinking, like, damn. I I think I I think the changes didn't they didn't hit me. Cause I be like, man, fuck that shit. Right. We say this shit all the fucking time. Right. But like subconsciously, I was like, oh man, you can't say that. Right. I'm looking around like, anybody mad? You know, you know what's funny? Cause you you getting old. That's why. That's that's why that's that's where it's kicking in at. You get forty nine. Yeah, I think I'm just having a a little yeah. more uh, empathy uh, and compassion with people. I'll you, be perfectly honest. But you because you're getting old. You're getting older and softer. That's that's all. Oh, Jay, hey, don't say it because people get old, they getting soft. Not not soft, but like you not my you not as, so much things are is are hardening. Okay, <laughs> I get more conservative the older I get. <laughs> so I don't know. I, if I really get probably more lazy and care. So like I had it. I had uh, my nephew turned ten like two weeks ago. All right, big deal to him. I mean, he, I remember my first double digit day. I he, remember that day for sure. I remember my tenth birthday. It's he was first of all, he was on ten. They had one of the little video game trucks mm-hmm. for him and his homeboys to be out there playing video games. When I pulled up, he was walking out the house to the truck. Like he made he made a beeline. He was like, "You know how old I am." I was like, "You're ten, homie." Yeah, t- I'm telling you, dog. Ten is a big thing. I remember my tenth birthday like it ain't nothing. Me too. You know what I'm saying? My brother three years older than me, but it seemed like a bigger difference, right? Yeah. And he, whenever he went, like I had to go with him. Like, yo, take your brother. You take your little brother and shit. But I remember, uh, I had a bike. And it only had one handlebar because that motherfucker was broke off. We was like, on. Oh, how the jer- fuck you? So you almost you got, had, you you got had, a balance. He had a you, partial unicycle. Yeah. You, you got to balance <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> yeah, we was like on uh, on Jero and Granville. It had both uh, tires, though, though. Yeah, both tires. Okay, just one. Uh, the, it was like that's a weird looking. I'm trying I mean, to it was you. April, correct? You know what I'm saying? So like, I remember how the street looked. I remember everything. I, we was talking. To, I don't remember who, who friend he, we was talking to, but I'm like. I just felt like I belong in this. I'm 10. I woke up early in the morning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yo, my I'm, 10th birthday. I'm 10. Like, that's a milestone. So, yeah. so, so my nephew turned 10. His, his mama had a little party at the house. We got pizza. Her husband barbecued. Like, we, you know, it was a nice time. The kids on 10. Homemade birthday cake. Okay. Like, it was a, it was a real occasion. And she just moved into a new house. 
So we downstairs in the basement smoking after the kids party over because they dwindling out. They falling asleep. You know what I'm saying? So now it's time to be men. We're going to go downstairs, smoke, play some pool, you know, have a good time. And he had his her husband had his younger brother with, with him. He like 23. And we were smoking and rolling up. And he passed me like a uh, with some things, the backwoods. And I'm like, you know, I don't. I don't smoke these. I don't know how to roll mm. these bitches up. He's like, they ain't had these back in your day, OG. Damn. And I was like, F-. you know, mm. it, it took the wind out of me for a second. Like, the fuck? But but they didn't. They didn't. So, like, he. he, he <laughs> yeah, backwards? I, I was doing, we was doing like Philly Blunt. Yeah, I don't remember. Miles and they shit. may have, but like, they just wasn't Swisher a popular. Sweets. Yeah, I was smoking Swishers in high school. So, I mean, it's. It's always been my go-to, but once I stopped smoking blunts, I just went to papers. I just and I became an old nigga for real, an old hippie. <laughs> so he, he gave me a heart. He's like, you don't know how to roll these up, OG? No, I don't know how to roll them up. Then we played pool, and, you know, I had to let him, I had to, you know, give him some seasoning and let him know I wasn't fucking around. He was like, oh, that's, that's not how we play. I'm like, nigga. Pool? He was trying to tell me. Like how you got different rules, nigga? <laughs> like, oh, they didn't yeah, the he was the pool. Lord, he did, he just say no, no better, they and up, and I just had air. to put him on the payroll. I had to I had to give him that work. Okay, you know, employ him real quick because he ain't no no better. These kids is growing up in the era where they don't carry the one. You feel me? They don't <laughs> they don't they don't do math the same they, way. They so. learn how to play pool and apps. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. Ah, that's a fact. I learned yeah. the hard way in the boys and girls club and the fucking <laughs> YMCA. Yeah. That's how I learned to play pool, young man. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Get these YMCA rules and get your ass off this table. Okay. Yeah. So you mentioned your, your your son just turned nineteen. Yeah. How that feel, man? So that I can't even from my, when my kids' birthdays come around, I get emotional as fuck. I be a crying, blubbering, fucking mess, a mess. And like he he was busy. Like he don't live at home. Like he legit live on campus. He come home when he need to. But like that's his address. So, like, I wanted to roll up there and see him. He was like, I got class and homework. Mm. Like, you're not like a priority and shit. That shit probably like, hold on, nigga, I'm dead. And that's what I'm thinking. He was like, but mom and them came up here, like, before class. I got stuff I got to do. It's like, I catch up with you this weekend. But, like, what can I say? He a man. Yeah. He got business he got to handle. He's right. like, I got class one to five and I got homework. Like I ain't, I ain't I mean, got the time ain't doing right no now. Fucking right. homework. He ain't, oh, got to, he ain't got time to play pool with you. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't got time for for <laughs> dad shenanigans. That nigga got time for my new boo shenanigans. <laughs> it's my birthday. You know what time it is, man? I'm yes. college speaking campus. Of, speaking of birthdays, um, I am making history on your birthday. I know. Yeah, I'm sad that you gonna be somewhere nice and warm. Yeah. What's help the people out? What's the history that you are celebrating on the 16th? I am making history by being the first Detroit hip hop artist booked to play at the Detroit Symphony Orchestra. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? There's only been two other hip hop artists One before me. One was Nas, the other was Wu-Tang. Mm-hmm. And Nas me. That's what's that's, up. That's so dope. you know that is, I'm, I'm that setting is, the standard. That's God level company. It is. It is. And you know what's really dope too is is that yeah, you know, they ain't no, there was some tough acts to follow. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, also, That's an experience. It, is, it is an experience, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, have you guys ever been inside the D- Detroit Symphony Orchestra? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. So, you I know, got they a have little the, bit of culture. Okay. So, <laughs> so I'm going to be clear about this too, because some people like, a motherfucker hit me with the shits like, so you're going to be on the main stage? You go, it don't matter. I'm in the Detroit Symphony that's Orchestra a fact. Hall. That's, that's, 
hey, they hold 500 what, people. Whatever in the, stage in the, exactly. I'm going to be on, you should come see it. Exactly. So I'm going to be in the queue, but that is still a main part of the. 100%. You don't, you don't have to justify it. I don't have to, I'm you not don't have to justify it. No, Just like. I'm saying it. I'm saying it for people who may be listening or watching. Who's going to come, who come wanna, on support. Who want to go and buy a ticket. You know what I'm saying? So don't be looking for on the wrong side you know what i'm saying because it's two different separate sides of right. their of their uh ticket app so april the 16th i'm gonna be at the detroit symphony orchestra hall with the band the corona effect we going up it's gonna be crazy and then the very next morning i fly off to india for my first tour since 2019 so i'm super excited about that india india, india. They, are they not fucking, indiana they fucking with hip-hop in india they fucking with hip-hop hard in india that's amazing. so so what's was was insane too is they have a whole apparently they have a whole like hip-hop scene it's like the scene is like so eight mile is like a cult movie over there you know what I'm saying? And they have this whole scene that's like... And, and you were in 8 Mile. And, and, I was in, and I was in 8 Mile. And so they have this whole scene that's emulated behind how 8 Mile was structured. Yeah. So, you know, when um when I got booked to do this tour, it just really fucked their head up. Like, oh my God, that's... You know what I'm saying? Like, she's really coming over here. Yeah. So, yeah, this is awesome. I've never been to India before. I've been... A lot many, of places, but how I'm, many dates you doing in India? We are doing six cities, but I'll be there for two and a half weeks. Cause That's it's, amazing. It's a you know we now got India like little breaks dope. in between. You know, I was talking days. about India yesterday. Uh, I was talking about how you know people in the people in the states uh, we be thinking like we poor because I mean relatively speaking we are. And mm-hmm. I brought up India. That's like a different level. Of Third world countries are yeah. a different type of poor. Yeah. yeah, but it's like a like it's like. How we we gonna ultimately end up being like super rich mud huts and like y'all ever seen Slumdog Millionaire? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like that's not that's a movie, but that puts you in the mind mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm. what and it's like I don't want America to be like that. But anyway, yeah. That. And, anywho, and so back to the hip hop culture that's over there. They actually have a movie that's kind of <laughs> based off of. Well, it's it's almost like. Film like the Eight Mile movie is called yeah. uh, Gully Boy. It's a really good movie though. Gully Boy. And, uh, Gully Boy. It's a really good movie, and it's about this dude who lives in the slums of India who has his dream of becoming a uh, a rapper. You know what I'm saying? And it's dope though. It's crazy how hip hop has you transcended the world. Come on now, like that. Like I mean, that's that's it, wild. It's it's amazing too because I have traveled to a lot of places where people, you know, English is their second language. But they learned English yeah. through hip hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like having conversations with them, they be like, I I'm so sorry my English is poor. But I'm like, no, your English is really actually good. You know, I learned English through hip hop. And I listen to these to these individuals and, and people in different places talking and ha- holding conversations and, you know, expressing the love for hip hop and like the tremendous amount of love that they have for Detroit hip hop. Yeah. So that's what I so Shop Talk Podcast, we not a hip hop podcast per se, but me and Dane fuck with hip hop so heavily. Uh we talk about it a lot and we bring on guests from there. But like we've been saying specifically, like there's just something about Detroit hip hop, right? Now of course we like homers and like this shit is like I equated to like when we grew up off of hip hop, everything was in New York. All those magazines was in New York. Mm-hmm. We the who was the quote unquote greatest rapper of all time, or at that time was 
it was like if the murder dog or insert Detroit magazine was here, like Royce to be the greatest rapper. Right. Ever. You know right. what I'm saying? It was hometown pick. So I understand I got a hometown bias. Right. But there's something specifically about Detroit hip hop where we have so many artists that are from here who may not be popular on the national scale, mm-hmm. but tour around the fucking world. Right. And everybody know who they are except like this level. Like <laughs> yeah. Guilty of Be Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Slum Fat Village. Set, yeah. Like all these yeah. people who hear. And I be like, we got so many fucking stars. Mm-hmm. Marv is like renowned for his music, his production, the battle raps, the whole nine. Like, Bruiser Brigade had a huge year. Oh, yeah. And still, yeah. still turning out. Like yeah. good, everywhere, solid all projects. over the fucking world. We in Germany, you in here, you in India, you yeah. all these places. I'm like, yo, it's something specifically about the sound. It's the um, it's the richness, you know. The a lot of a lot of times when I ask individuals, you know, over Berlin and France, you know what I'm saying? And even when I had conversations with some folks who not directly through India, but just asking like the tour managers what made them pick us, you know what I'm saying? Like they really enjoyed the sound. The sound hasn't really been compromised that much. Even though you have the radio or commercial artists, you know what I'm saying? That 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 core hip hop artist uh, fan base, it hasn't been compromised. You know what I'm saying? So that's why they love Black Milk. They love, you know, Guilty Simpson and all of the artists that y'all name because when they those beats hit different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why they. I mean, think about it. Like Jay Dilla's the only producer who is in. You know, say his his NPC is in a museum. Yeah, it, he he changed the structure of sound. Motown changed the structure of. Music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. So it's just something that we have and it's something in the water. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, we haven't had that that machine here to push and catapult a lot of the artists since Motown left. But And I just don't understand that. With yeah. all the talent that we have in the city, there should, number one, at least be like a homegrown label mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's like churning out artists, That I think. When you look at other big cities, Houston got, you know, rap a lot. You know, New York got all the labels that are that are known and from like there should be a resurgence of at least one label pumping out local artists right. here on a national level. Like yeah. the the talent, the capability, the know how is here in the city. But I don't know how you bring niggas together to to make something like that happen. Cause somebody somebody's gonna get their ego bruised. Mm-hmm. Somebody is not gonna get, you know, picked and everybody wants to be the star. But right. like we need you get behind one and it take off like it's supposed to. You can that opens up the door for niggas to really reach back. Yeah. And, and you know, that's something that I've been fighting with for many years, especially, um, you know, what I'm saying like one like proof was one of the artists who who tried to, to do that. You know Absolutely. what I mean? He wanted to make that happen. And um, ever since he passed, it really hasn't been anybody who's got behind a lot of up and coming artists to push them that way. Mm. You know, um I mean, this is coming up. You said Royce? No, I said the anniversary. Oh, the anniversary. Yeah. So, so you know, it's. I don't know. It's it's really difficult. But um, at the same time, I look at it like our era was different too. You know what I'm saying? Like we had to go through. It was like 
the gladiator school. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So nowadays it's hip hop shop, exactly. ebony showcase. We, we really had to show and prove ourselves and it gave us a it gave us tough skin and that's why a lot of the artists that we have mentioned in the conversation right now are still, still around still around and still able to, you know, um you know, build a fan base and, yeah, and stay they, relevant. They're able to live life yeah. by making music. Yeah, you know, and it's a couple times I actually like I, I tried to retire qu- quite a few times because things wasn't shaking for me the way I thought it would shake. And, um, you know, I've been an independent artist my whole entire career. I've yeah. never had a distribution deal, a label deal, you know, n- no management, none of that. You know what I'm saying? Like at one particular time back in the day, right, right before 8 Mile, I tried to have a manager d- just ain't no, you know what I'm saying? Nobody yeah. really qualifies, but um, I don't know, man. So I, I was jaded for a minute, you know what I'm saying? Okay, but okay. I don't know. The God just kept pushing me in the direction of like, nope, no, nope, it ain't your time ain't up yet. And so different avenues opened up, which allowed me to fall in love with music from a different standpoint and different perspective and give me a different, you know, view on things creatively and artistically. So, I don't know, like, I really be wishing and praying, like, I could hit the lottery one day because I really would love to be that person to build a, yeah. a, 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 you know, machine here, even if it's just a distribution, you know, company to distribute the artists. Because I but know that's the talent of, that. That's all a lot of these young dudes need. Yeah. It's just. Like they come with the package ready yeah. made. They yeah. have their image. They had a sound. They but just need somebody to. distribution company. So. I think we need that. I damn near think it need to be like a, um, I don't know if a management deal. We damn near gotta you gotta go hire A and R to yeah. like get your business and everything together. Cause like I don't even know how distribution works now since everything digital. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It used to be like yo, this company can put your CD in Target and Best Buy in places that it couldn't get right, but now. Do the distribution people just pay to put you on a, a playlist? Or like, I wonder, I don't know how they it works on They need to get you on a, a playlist, the yeah, first page get, of yeah. Apple Music. Exactly. Like, you just got to be know seen. What? So the type of distribution company that I would want to, like I dream about creating would be almost like a Fat Beats, you mm. know, like that is actually producing product for people, you know, like to help catapult their careers and help them push when they going on these tours and they going on the road. People want to have something to keep, you know what I'm saying? They want that is something that's going to keep you moving, that's going to keep you constantly getting booked. Oh man, I got this. You know, even right now with the resurgence and love of vinyl, people man, just like I buy vinyl. I just want it. Everybody I, yeah. locally, when I say local, not to dismiss talent, but literally who physically here, who release a vinyl, I buy that bitch. You ain't buy mine? Oh, I'm going to. Okay. I want I all of this shit. I just wanted to make sure you're going to buy. I got the vinyl still for the virus. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I need I still to got a, I got a couple copies. I, you won't be at the record release party for this yeah. uh, upcoming project, The Healer and the Heartbreaker. But I I will. If those who show up, I will have the uh, virus vinyl. So, I got, a, so dope. I got a question because you've been independent to your point your whole career. It's so, stressful, though. But I'm here. Yeah, you know. Go ahead. So, like, right <laughs> now. Um, well, you're currently doing something that I want more artists to do that I've talked about on the pod a long time. And I help out with, an, with a, a couple other artists is like selling like your own shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I told niggas that like, nigga, go get a fucking USB drive and like some way to 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 give someone something because 
I don't know how lucrative. Well, all right, not that I don't know. You're not about to be successful on Apple Music and Spotify. You're not gonna right. make that um, like. I mean, I'm a, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like realistically speaking, so let me tell y'all something funny. Years ago, before, um, what is it? Because now I use I use DistroKid, but mm-hmm. before that, it was uh, um. I forgot the name. TuneCore? Yep, TuneCore. So people wasn't even up on TuneCore then. You know what I'm saying? And my homeboy, um, who was a vi- he was like the founder of Violator DJs, Scrap Dirty, he put me, I, I dropped a project called The Injection. And when I dropped the project, a lot of people were snatching it off of Bandcamp and just ripping it. Mm-hmm. So he hit me up. He was like, yo, you need to stop it. You know, go on TuneCore. It's going to put, they're going to distribute your stuff and put you on iTunes. Artists in the, in the city didn't, didn't even know yeah. how to get on iTunes at yeah. that time. And they was like, yo, how did you get on iTunes? Nah, and I was yeah, telling everybody, yeah, yeah. yo, this is how you get on iTunes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't with the gatekeeper shit. You know what right. I'm saying? So when people hit me up, I got messages right now. Like, I just put the, the I did what you suggested to other artists and created some custom USBs for the new project. People hit me up like, Yo, will you get these USBs done? Now, nah, I ain't going to lie. I might not tell everybody that. Yeah, you can't give them the whole game. <laughs> because, you know, here's the thing, too. It's not even about that because, you know, everybody moved different. But I, at this point in time in my career, I realized that sometimes people just only want to hit you up just to find out information. They don't even support you. Yeah. Now, if it's somebody who genu- genuinely supports and they rock with me and I know they rock with me, oh, I don't mind sharing that information. But sometimes, like one figure who come, I ain't heard from you in 10 years and the first thing you say is, hey. To quote Rick Ross, me and niggas <laughs> your type never exchange numbers. Okay. Want to yeah, hang you know around and steal game from us. <laughs> yeah. they and, and, and in the past, I never and I never really minded giving out information, but then when it, when it came time for me to ask for certain things, then I couldn't get those favors in return. So now I'm just like, now nah, you got to figure it. You know what I'm saying? Should I have to stay up for fucking yeah. thirty five hours negotiating with manufacturers? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I don't know if I want to give up. My, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I give you. Know, the- I, I did the blood, sweat, and tears. Like you got to put some type <laughs> of sweat equity. Here's a high level overview. No, you know I have this now. Right. How you gonna do it and how you secure all that? Oh, you, right. You got to do something. No, but also too, like you know what I'm saying? Be like, yo, that's fire. How can I cop one? Where did you get it printed up? You know what I'm saying? Don't just be trying to I try to get the sauce without first. even supporting. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. You, you know? build relationships through commerce first. Let me buy something from you. If I want to ask you a question, like let me let me support it first. Support support it first. Shit, show up to the release party at least at the you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. People weird, but I and I just realized that like, you know, I have a lot of folks who have their own businesses that I'm cool with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I sat back and I watched and and I see how they maneuver and I, I'm inspired by people like Yolanda and Rick Williams and, yeah, sure. you know, Rose Spit and my boy Jay Jackson. They all, they all popping. I sit back, I watch how they maneuver, how they handle business, but never do I hit them up and just be, hey, man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I did ask my boy Jay Jackson one time, like, yo, man, who do, do it a few times? Who do who do your embroidery? You know what I'm saying? But I'm not trying to steal his connection. I, my brother got a print shop. Shout out to I got a connection for you if you need one. I do. My I blood do need, cousin. I do, I do need 
an embroiderer. You know what I mean? And the thing is with everybody who we all have different concepts, you know what I'm saying? We all have different visions with our brands. I'm not trying to steal nobody's formula. They're not trying to steal my formula. We can exchange yeah. information because we also have a friendship, you know what I'm saying, where we support one another. So it's like, hey, well, who do your screen print? Oh, my brother does my screen print. You know what I mean? Here, tell him I sent you. He's going to give you a discount. Then in turn, you might share your embroidery information with me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I always share information with people and put people up on stuff and I don't, I don't necessarily get the love back, but that don't mean that I don't rock with the city. I still want it's a lot of artists I still want to like work with. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of brands. I'm just on the phone right now with this brand, and I I just started following. Um, I'm asking them for a hoodie because I'm trying to take that bug to India with me. Like yeah. I'll try to wear one of their hoodies. It's dope. I, I think it's I think it's super fresh and and I it's what they call Mel- Melody of Comfort three one three. I don't even know these people, but we just follow each other on social media, and I think they got some fly stuff. You know, I, I even though I got my own brand, I still like wearing other people's stuff Thanks. too. That's dope. You know, what I'm saying gotta be fresh for the show. Exactly, and I, I, you know, but some people be funny like that. Like, uh, you ain't never buy my stuff. I ain't gonna. Oh, you don't come to my shows. I ain't. Co-, you know, what I'm saying that tit for tat. No, I don't. Do when that. I slide out of town, I'm wearing something from Detroit. What I got right now, this D Rick shit. I mean, I I'm, meant to. I'm, I'm I meant to hit the- y'all up and ask y'all y'all sizes because I would like to. You know, my business partners and I would love to sponsor you guys on one of y'all shows and bring y'all some Triple oh, P clothing. We're with it. We're with it. So, we'll make sure you get all the info. We appreciate it. Yeah, we we, we would love to get y'all some stuff. So, um, uh, Shout out to Manscaped. They sent us something? Uh, we've been in talks. Shout out to Manscaped. Okay. Officially. Shout out to y'all. Okay. I don't know what that is, but... Uh, it don't concern me because I don't need no Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen. Um, <laughs> but... It's a good product. And, you know, niggas got a, you know. Manscaped. Yeah, they got Manscaped. Yeah. It's a company. Yeah. And reached out a couple of times. So, yeah. That's what's up. Um, so, that's a genius idea, too, though. Whoever, whoever started that company, that's a genius yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, so, listen, you, you've you been doing the music shit for a long time. A and long a, time. And I want to uh, I want to get um, the people to know you. And I want to ask a couple of questions as well. Okay. Now, from my understanding. You come from a very musical upbringing yes. and, a, and a musical family. Yes. Could you go into a little detail about that? Okay. Um, so my my d- dad, my biological father, may he rest in peace. Um, he just passed last year. Mm. Um, he was a member of the Floaters. Float so, on, yeah, the Float On, Float On. Uh, my godfather, Bobby, he's still alive and well. He is a member of Enchantment. Mm. Um you know, my uncle, my uncle Doom sang and um, started the group. Uh, what's the name of their group? Shoot, I just was talking about them the other day. Uh, Detroit Emeralds. Mm. And he also co-founded the Floaters with my dad, Paul. Um, what else? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and if, if my, it was just stop right yeah, there, my, like my, that's a know, lot of music. How, did, how did my, that my auntie, My auntie, my dad, my dad has a twin sister. She sang. My uncle on my mom's side, he sang. Like, it was just music surrounding me all my entire life, you know. So I really didn't. I I tried to sing when I was younger. I was about to say, you sound like you. you, you I, could, I could hold a note. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Y'all might be surprised with some stuff that's coming out in the future. Though. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, you know. 
I might, I'm, I'm trying to be brave and yeah. tap into those things. <laughs> Practice it out in India real quick. Yeah, Just pile you know? shit. Just yeah. pile shit. They Meet me like... at the parking lot. Yeah, so, dog, you know, I, I, I've been around music my whole entire life. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like, think sure it, so. think it, talking back to the 10th birthdays, that yeah. was like, I remember, and I always say this in my bio and everything, my 10th birthday, my mom gave me my first record player mm. with two pieces of vinyl, which was Run DMC, Walk This Way, and J.J. Fad Supersonic. And I just so happened to be doing a concert with J.J. Fad tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... All of that stuff is is coming back. I'm like, man, I can't wait to tell them the story. Like, yo, my mom. Get, I hope it don't make them feel old. You know what I'm saying? But, like, my mother gave me y'all record when I was ten, and I used to listen. They, to they those. still sto- they still torn off they Super still, Sonic. They still torn. They still. Torn. They also in um in some advertising right yeah, now for yeah. Comcast yeah. with Super Sonic uh, high speed internet service. Yeah. So yeah. they they still getting that that license look, man. Money. They getting that so money. You feel and them? also it's Milk been that so bleed out. Many, it's been in so many movies. It was in so many movies last year. It was crazy. I was like, damn, this song. It, it's yeah. never gonna go away. It's not. You know, and that's what the, that's, that's the type of hits that you want to make. You know what Fuck I'm saying? Yeah. Now speaking of of them, and you mentioned that you're doing the show. You also tomorrow are on the show with Rakim, my one of my favorite MCs of all time. Rakim, yes, yes, the Rock 18th Kim. letter. Yes, Rakim, Slick Rick, Karis One. Like it, that, if that right there <laughs> is hip hop. Yes, yeah. So it's it's crazy too because my homeboy, um, Derek Kearney, he's been doing a lot of booking and stuff. With I think he's like his his tour manager or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I've been knowing Derek since I was like maybe eighteen, and um, he's been trying to get me to meet Rakim for years, and I just. Every time he would come to the city to do a show, I'd be on the road somewhere. And so this is the first time that I've actually been able to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be able to meet him and share a stage with him. So That's wild. It's, it's, That's it's amazing. Crazy. Yeah, because he's been, he been telling Rakim about me since, shit, I, the beginning, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, man, it's this girl in Detroit. She like the female. But Rakim. I remember for a while Rakim had a dude from here opening up for him. Uh Savon, I think his oh, name Savon was. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Savon was on on tour with with yeah. Rakim, opening up. Did, did a good, lot of dates with him. I did some photography for uh, Daz and Corrupt, and Keith Murray mm. was here, and Savon was performing with them. I was. Savon, I, I think he moved to Atlanta some years yeah. back, and I, I ain't seen him in years. I remember used to seeing him on the open mic scene a lot, yeah. and then yeah. he. You know, took his talents elsewhere, but I mean, I'm glad that the mic is still providing him with access to life. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally like Rakim is like, come on, man. Yeah, Rakim, I say it to the, the, the. It's the like, pinnacle. That's the on. pinnacle. Come it's on, the return man. of the wild stuff. Come on, man. Come on, yeah. Oh, oh, so, Sorry, you're gonna be at the concert tomorrow. I didn't know until like yes, because I'm free. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm free. I'm pulling up, man. Like how could you not? It's a it's a concert party this a whole thing mm-hmm. yeah i might be able to 
I might be able to rub shoulders with. I'm like, hey, come on, man. Hey, listen. R. Hey, yo. <laughs> when you pull, pull up, pull up, hit me up. You know what I'm saying? For I sure. try to pull you backstage. Man. You know what I'm saying? That'd be, that'd be huge. Yeah. I try to pull you backstage. What you should what you should try to do is, you know what I'm saying? Like, bring your little recorder and get them to do a drop. You feel you. me? I might have my camera. Yeah. I'm a photographer as get well. A, I, I just heard you say that. I always got my camera. You so, feel yeah, me? do a little drop to get them to do a drop for you. But, you know, I'm honored to be. Sharing the stage with them, and then the following weekend, doing you know the the Detroit Symphony Orchestra, and then the next day, off to India, off to India. Man, that's how long of a flight room. is that to India? Sixteen hours, but I, and then I got a five hour layover in mm. Chicago. You just got a whole day on the road, whole day on the road. But guess it's what? So I'm worth I, it. I'm it's so my, worth I'm it. Have my, I'm gonna have my I'm taking my NPC with me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you do know, you DJ? I I don't. I know how, mm. but I don't. Um. Well, you you want to know what's funny? Back in the day, when I was like fifteen, uh, twelve tech mob tried to teach me how to DJ, and they had me on some like <laughs> it was so crazy because they had me on some like Karate Kid training type shit. They like got the little hand grips. <laughs> you got to do a thousand of these and do this. And do. I said, man, I'm not doing this shit. I'm just gonna stick to writing. Nah, I ain't fuck that. You know what I said? I was just like, nah. But now that I think back, you know, as I got older, I was like, man, I should have just. Toughed it out, you know, and I probably would have been an insane MC mm. DJ. Like, because you got your hands in everything. I didn't I been to some. I didn't. Yeah. Did you used to throw some parties at the rooftop? I did. Yeah, because I used to slide through. I'm like, I know. Because yeah. like, what's so? This this be the thing about knowing who people are, but not actually knowing them. Mm-hmm. You don't never know when you could be like, hey, I kind of know you, but you have no idea who I am. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I see you out and about, but like, I don't like know you and shit. You know. What but I'm now saying? you do. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but you've been out. You've been doing things for for a long time. So my question, one of the questions I have is, clearly you come from a musical family, musical background, a whole nine yard. Mm-hmm. Like, when did you ever, like, when did you get the real book, right? I, I mean, honestly, I always had it. You know, like I said, my, my dad used to try to teach me how to sing. He had me, he had me doing uh, talent shows at a young age. Okay. You know, I remember being in, like, a talent show. I think it was maybe, like, third grade, and he had me singing uh uh, you know how black people be like I believe the children are the future yeah. Knowing that is not the name of the song But that's what I say What's okay. the name of the song? It, uh, greatest Love of All Whitney Yeah Houston. I believe the children are the future Yeah so I, But I sang that and, and then you know As I got a little older My voice started changing And then around the time When my voice started changing Is when I got introduced to hip hop You know And so I fell in love with that But I was like writing poetry um, thanks to a, a, a social studies teacher in elementary school who had us like writing in journals or, you know, whatever we did over the summer and weekend and things like that. And I was writing poems and little short stories and I just started transforming them into rap mm. and then start freestyling on the school bus in like third, Sweet. fourth grade, you know. But yeah, I fell in, I feel like, um, Brown sugar. When did you fall in love? When did you fall in exactly? Because I was about to ask a certain question. Like I literally remember the exact moment when it for me. Like I remember the exact moment. My uncle uh, was was at grandma's house. Well, his mama house. He threw a fucking jelly bean on the ground and he smushed it and like like L L. Yeah, and then like like I crushed it like. And at that moment, that was the coolest shit in the world. Yeah, and I'm hooked ever since. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. See, see, I think you know the the moment that I realized that like because. I mean, I always loved music, you know what I'm saying? But the moment that I felt like I could actually do it, too, 
and like be proud about it was when I saw Queen Latifah, mm. Lady First. You know what I'm saying? And then shortly after that, it was like seeing the MC Light video. Yeah. And, and there was MC, a lot of female MCs that yeah. Moni Love, Moni like Love. they were all coming out yeah. at that same time. And, you know, uh, but, you know, like Roxanne Shantae was out a little bit before them and shot, saw and Pepper them have videos. But I I liked them, you know what I'm saying, and I thought that they were dope. But they, but they like didn't, they, they right? They didn't resonate. It was still with, fun. They was fun, but it didn't resonate. It I don't know what 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 it was about. I don't know if it was just the like the cool aggressiveness that Queen Latifah had. The presentation Queen Latifah yeah. had was so much different than the other female MCs. But when out I of saw, but when I saw MC Light. And I heard her voice, you know what I'm saying? And I and I heard the cadence and I was just like, I don't know. It just clicked with me because I was always considered like a tomboy, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, like, you know, that's how she, you know what I'm saying? I never really. So at that age, I have no idea about how the world works. I'm just listening to music, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I never really thought about at that particular time how these female rappers would impact a, a woman who wants to rap mm-hmm. or a little girl who wants to rap it was just rap music to me yeah. i didn't i it didn't no. but it was still so much in his infancy yeah. we didn't know what it would become if you did you know i was just talking to you when, when you came into the studio and you was listening to that Pusha t and uh jay-z like hove is in his 50s yeah. and he's still like top tier killing it barring niggas making wrist don't lie yeah oh, nah. but but you know i mean no honesty it was even before that you know what i'm saying when i heard the message when i heard i i, I love those songs and i would recite the lyrics to those songs like i've been like the entertain the, the little tiny yeah. entertainer in the family since a kid like go ahead sing that song you know what i'm saying do that routine like i was really <laughs> that kid when they would uh, do the michael jackson routine and but because before I was rapping. I was like in love with Michael Jackson. I thought I was Michael Jackson. <laughs> Who like, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? On, like, come on. It's just a time and like, like I used to put them on the, the white socks would put some church shoes on. And I, had you, the, I had the red I, coat. I had the black coat. I if had, you, but that's again like if you didn't grow up in that shit, it's hard for me to like explain to like my kids like. You understand that Michael Jackson was huge, yeah. but like nigga, Michael Jackson, most we, famous person since Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, like but, I'm not even. No, that's no, not even a real. joke. No, no, no. For real. Yeah. but like when Michael Jackson did some shit on. I remember when Black or White debuted on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon, on a Sunday night after The Simpsons. Come on, man. Come Nothing on. else came on for a half hour. Come on, on no other stations. Niggas watched Michael Jackson come on. drop a video, and it, the controversy was that nigga destroying that car at the end. Come on. Michael Jackson dropped a video during prime time on yeah, a Sunday and the, the world stopped. World. Yeah. Not MTV. No. Just TV. Nigga. <laughs> yeah. We on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Man. Who could? I like think, right now, there would never be another person as Beyonce famous. Beyonce could pull that off. Beyonce, what I'm saying is Beyonce, yeah. as great as, and big as Beyonce is, she's not as big as Michael Jackson. No. no. There will never be another person in the history of the world while I'm alive. Uh... That's, that caused pandemonium like Michael Jackson. It's not possible man. because man. Jesus Christ, I he mean, would have yeah. to come down. Hey, yo, but I'm gonna tell y'all some. I'm gonna tell y'all some crazy shit. And, and and no, he's nowhere near, you know, Michael Jackson's fame and how people impact. But I remember going to 
St. Andrews before this dude got famous and seeing the weekend perform mm. and motherfuckers was passing out men and women and not just because it Crazy. was hot inside of St. Andrews like soon as he hit the stage and said his first note, bitches was fainting. I was like, this motherfucker's like Michael Jackson. What's so crazy? <laughs> I started fucking with um with the weekend when he covered Michael Jackson. Um Yeah. That Dirty was Diana. The, that was the mixtape. And, and I like that version better than Mike's. That's version. what he came out. I still have the footage. That's what he came out on stage to. Mm. And I looked because I had no idea who he was. I took my niece um at the time. She was like, I, I want to go see the weekend. And now she's like, I want to go to the weekend concert. And I'm like, what weekend, what weekend? concert? <laughs> what concert happening this weekend? <laughs> what weekend concert? She was like, no, it's an artist named The Weekend. He's going to be at St. Andrews. And at the time, I had the heavy plug at St. Andrews because, I mean, I used to be in there performing all the time. So I hit up my, one of my homies like, yo, I need tickets to this show. I need y'all to get me in. We got in. We sat in the, in the balcony seats, like, right. And soon as he came out and said that first note, Motherfuckers start fainting. Dudes, women. I'm like, God damn. First of all, it was so hot, my ankles were sweating. <laughs> but I was looking at this show, and I, and I knew from there, knowing I was like, he's going to be huge. But as big as The weekend is, he ain't got shit on Michael Jackson. He don't have shit on Michael shit Jackson. Shit on Mike. But, but you know why? Nothing. What he's taking from Mike? Like, when, when, when have you ever seen an uh, interview from The weekend? Never. That nigga really don't talk to nobody. He got, like, one audio interview that's, like, available. Man, two Be- tops. Because we're we're so used to niggas being so accessible now. But Social I'm gonna, I'm gonna media has you, everybody made gonna, everybody accessible. Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you who had the potential, and if his career wouldn't have had got stained, he would yes. have been Chris. I Brown. agree. I agree. Yeah, and and that's the only artist that Michael Jackson never said reminds him of him. You know why Michael Jackson is so fucking big? Because the nigga was a star from five to like yeah. fifty. Yeah. So every every age group. How nigga not fall off that long? And you you want to know something crazy? So what I learned at my, at my dad's funeral was the Jackson 5 actually opened up for the floaters back in the day. Wow. And so my dad was so fucking arrogant and cocky. They was like, when he went back to the neighborhood and shit, it was like, everybody, like, how did it feel being on the show with the Jackson 5? He was like, you need to ask them how it felt to be on the stage with me. <laughs> as, as he should. <laughs> As he should. They was the opening act. Like nigga, they ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, they was at Carnegie Carnegie Hall. We we got this kid act coming on before us. (laughs) You said Carnegie Hall with uh, they said it was the the Jackson Five, Stevie Wonder, um, and I forgot the other two acts. They said that was I was like, that's a hell of a bill. Yeah, it is. That's a hell of a bill. But yeah, you know so. That's a nice little claim to, to be, fame. I was happen. born to be a legend. You know what I'm saying? Let's, I agree. I mean, shit. Look at look at the lineage. You know what I'm saying? Look at the things that have happened. Um, how did Eight Mile come up about? Eight Mile came about because I just used to be at every venue rapping, and then they were scouting for talent around the same time. Like so, Lush Lounge. I had a show. I actually just found some footage of the same time frame where they were looking for talent. So At, I, I got one that, uh-huh. that can trump that. Go my ahead. home, my OG, my homeboy Chuck started filming a documentary about Detroit hip hop like back in 94, mm. like on the handheld VHS boy. I think it's somewhere out on YouTube, but he has footage from me like 94, 95. Who rapping. on there? 
Uh, you, I ain't You was on the. You was rapping under a different name. Oh, at the time. Yeah, ah, I need to see yeah. it. <laughs> you, you was rapping under a different name at that time. It. I need to see it. Oh man. Oh, Eminem from the hip hop shop. Man. Proof with with dreads. Royce with dreads. Like this is a lot of for, old I've been footage. Looking for a lot of old footage, and I was asking people because you know, I felt like with this with this, you know, record release concert party performance of it at the DSO I wanted to pull out a lot of the you know footage and photos to just show you know what I'm saying like where I came from you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying show show my legacy and man you know you, you'd be surprised how many people just want to hold on and stuff I'm like damn everybody want to be Chike and Cootie yeah. you know what I'm saying like extort you for money they want to extort me <laughs> Stored me for money. Yeah, I'm like, God damn, man, that's that's, that's extremely dope. So you was around, um, around a lot of the errors. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how, like, did you? He like, yo, we doing the casting? And you was like, just showed up, or uh, how did that whole? So thing? they, they so. <laughs> No, I was like this one dude. So you know, I see a lot of older white people in the clubs and shit. I'm looking like, what are these white folks doing? It? They didn't been everywhere. I'm just looking around like, what is happening? You know, yeah. at the time they wasn't shoot movies here, but surprisingly, none of the white people approached me about auditioning for this movie. It was a black guy who was like chewing on a chew stick. He had dreads. He smelled like patchouli, <laughs> and um. He gave me a card and he was like, "Hey, I'm a casting director for this movie. It's, you know, about to start filming, and you'd be perfect." I, I was telling my boss about you, and you know, I would love for you to come and audition. And I missed the first, I think, two or three auditions. I had like a show in Chicago, then a show in New York. I forgot what happened to the third one. And then my, and then Cobb, my boy Cobb, man, he rest in peace. He called me. He like, cause the, they aired on the news that it was going to be auditions at the Wire Frog. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to go to this. And then Cobb calls me like, hey, I need you to come to the Omni Hotel. You know, I remember the Omni? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, I'm not in the Omni Hotel. He's like, yeah, come to the Omni Hotel in the morning. They've been looking for you. I'm like, who been looking for me? He like, the casting directors for this movie. I'm like, nigga, I'm going to the audition for the Eminem movie at the fucking Wire Frog. He's yeah. like, no, nah, you come to the Omni Hotel it's the same movie. I say, I ain't hear nothing about the Omni Hotel. He like, trust me, have I ever steered you wrong? They've been looking for you. They didn't track me down. I'm like, why would they track you down? So I went. It was a long line of women from, like, all over the Midwest. And I auditioned. And the casting director, Donna Ter- uh, not Donna Terrick, I'm sorry. Her name is Mally Finn. She had a, uh, the camera. She holding the camera, and I started rapping. And she started backing up with the camera. And in my mind, I'm thinking – damn, I'm scaring the shit out of this old white lady. <laughs> <laughs> and so I kept rapping. And she was like, oh, my God, that was so good. And then next thing you know, like a month later, I got a call saying I got the part. And I had to hold that in until they finished filming. Mm. And, you know, I'm I'm one of those type of people, too. I don't like to really share a whole bunch of info until I know it's solidified. So I didn't even tell people until, like, the movie came out. Because I'm like, what if I'm on the cutting room floor? Yeah, and I done told motherfuckers I'm in 8 Mile and they go watch the shit and I'm nowhere in sight. Yeah. So I had to go see for myself. I don't know how, what how part, I don't know what part. I don't know how it's set up. All I know is. From what you saw in the movie, 
how long was how long was was those your all your parts or like yo this nah, was a five was, minute joint nah, they played thirty seconds of it right no nah, they wasn't all my parts because it was it was a couple different scenes that they definitely cut out like it was a part where I was at the little vending machine getting something out and then he walked by he said something to me and then exhibit no and, oh okay. and, and so that got cut out you know what I'm saying and then of course it was like. The scene, they still kept the scene where we was, like, working on the same workstation. And then I had to swap out with them. But it, it was like, a, it was one scene where we had dialogue, but they cut the dialogue part out. You mm. know what I'm saying? So I had a little few more speaking parts. And then actually the part where I was rapping, I wasn't even supposed to rap that long. It was really supposed to be just me saying that one verse. And then Exhibit coming in and trying to destroy me. Then M coming in and, like, save the day. And then end scene. But and I watched—I uh, randomly watched all the— You know, on YouTube, you can just hear, hear right. all the— I randomly watch that shit all the time because that shit's fucking great. I don't watch the—I probably watched that shit 20, 50 times. I've only watched the movie uh-huh. all the way through probably one, about two or three times. But I watched that motherfucking scene on—well, uh, all the scenes. It's about— 12 minutes All the or rap so. scenes Yeah <laughs> Yeah Cause like I mean that's what I'm here for <laughs> right. But I appreciated uh, him Like Suggest I appreciated him Suggesting that they Extend the part Like yo What would be dope Is if we have her Come back in And like Have a rebuttal And then Like pan off And I was They looked at me At the table Cause we had a little Table read and shit And he was like you think you could do that? And I'm like, yeah. But in the inside, I'm going crazy. Like, you know what I said? I had this walk past my favorite actress, Brittany Murphy, at the time. And mm-hmm. I'm like, shit, Brittany Murphy in this fucking field. Like, what the fuck? Like, what am I walking into? We didn't you know we didn't know what 8 Mile. Like, I remember <laughs> that time where people just, we knew it was the Eminem movie, but right. we didn't know, like, the impact or, or what was, was really like, going on. And what's yeah. so wild is, like, I don't think, because we from here, when we look at that movie, I don't know that we... Hold that movie in the same regard no, we that don't. other people hold that. No, movie we don't. In. We don't. I've had people. We take it for granted. We I do think, to a certain. I extent. mean, we do because we understand what eight mile like. Eight mile is just a long street. You know what I'm saying? It ain't really not. So when people come in, like I've had motherfuckers find me online, like, hey, I'm coming. For, I got one dude. He's from Finland, and he came in for the Jay's. Remember Jay Z and M did the show at Cold yeah, America. Yeah. He came in for the concert. Him and this was this other dude. Came in. It, it, they was from two different places. One's from Finland. The other one is from I forget. But I'm cool with both of them now. But they came in. They found me on Facebook. They hit me up like, "Yo, we're coming for this concert now." Separately, they don't even know each other. Take me to Eight Mile. And they was just like, "Yo, we want to meet you." First, it was like, "We really like. I want to meet you." And can you show me Eight Mile? I'm like, "Eight Mile, just a long ass fucking street." Like, well, you know what's so crazy? <laughs> I don't. Think but that's I'm, what they wanted. They but look, they, they we downplay Eight Mile. Yeah. Right, because we don't like my first apartment was literally on Eight Mile, okay. right? But like, but people think it's some like metaphorical meaning behind it. it. Is. Like, no, for us, it's really just the, where the police be at. Right, it's the separation. <laughs> of, but that's the, the that's the medical. The but literally, that's what he probably didn't, like. Nigga, take your ass across that side of Eight Mile. Exactly, because yeah. Eight Mile is the like my nigga. That's, it's the line. Yeah. It's the line. So yeah. like, what they say it mean it mean, but we just. We want eight. I tell you what, this is the real thing. Eight Mile ain't as dangerous as some of the other cities. I mean, other other streets, and we always want to be 
associated with the most dangerous shit in the world. They'd be like, man, eight mile like that. Cause we, now if it was like seven mile, yeah, if it was, they had a joy road movie, <laughs> the greatest movie of all time. You feel me? Uh, <laughs> Uh, it really wasn't. It was, but I was about to say it, was, <laughs> it really it was. wasn't. Oh, but you know, Joe Rogan and me will not allow me to say anything other. And it had Will Harris and Trick in there. So what up? Okay. Yeah, but I I feel what you're saying. Like people want want Eight Mile to mean something or be something different. Right. Like, like Eight Mile ain't like a walk in the park. Like nigga. <laughs> and then for us too, it's like you know, like what are you what are you trying to see? They just want to take pictures by the sign and say Eight Mile. Yeah. You know. All over the they just need to prove to people I was here. Yeah, but see, Eminem, Eminem drove up this street. Put like right. this: What if Compton? I'm not you niggas out in Cali. I'm not saying this, but like, what if Compton? Like they be like, it's like the eight. What if they think about Compton like we think eight miles? They probably do. Compton probably a suburb at this point, gentrified in the motherfucker. Yeah, they gentrifying the shit out, but yeah, it's still it's still a little shit. But, yeah. but I remember like <laughs> I definitely. I mean, will, I'm, I'm not going I'm there. Definitely gonna shit, wear a neutral you know? color when I go out there. <laughs> I remember being younger, and I always tell this shit. Like the first time I heard NWA, I literally thought Ice Cube was going to kick in our door. Okay. And fucking like kill my whole family, like, and I thought Compton was hell on earth, like that's how they described it in the music. Yeah, and his words were just so vivid. I was like, this has to be the worst place in the world. While I'm living in Detroit in the late '80s, early '90s, now look, was wild. <laughs> like, like, what's going on outside is just is hey, crazy. Yo, and then listen, every time I went out of town and I went went to New York and shit, motherfuckers be like, yo. They still throwing people off the roof with Jerry Curl caps out there in Detroit. Like, well, I'm like, what? What the? What What's crazy is like, uh, I got family in Tennessee, and we went through like a um, family reunion and shit. Like right after the Pistons won the championships, so it was like oh four and shit, right? And they was like, yo, so do you be seeing like people just get shot all the time and shit? Damn. I was like, nah. But my dog did just get shot at the fireworks because it was right after the, the shooting at the fireworks and my mm. homeboy and his girlfriend got shot at the fireworks. I'm like, no, it ain't like that. And then you had to think about it. But when my it dog, is like, like that. But right. it's to when, when it's normal to you, it's like, nigga. We just desensitized. We not, yeah. like, I don't feel like I'm in danger. Right. Though we be in some dangerous <laughs> shit all the yeah, time. But, yeah, like, I sure. know I know the places to avoid if I don't want to. Now, shooting's going to happen. But, like, I know there's certain places where the likelihood of niggas getting shot yeah. might be a little bit higher right, on exactly. a Friday night. Exactly. And I just probably don't go there. Yeah. And all the other times, we got a false sense of security. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but, you know, and it, what's crazy, though, is back in 04 and... And even 2014, it was slightly different. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now it's no like it's no cold. None. It's no cold. These young like downtown oh used God. to be safe. Griptown yes. used to be safe. They don't care. They shooting in front of the police. Now they be out there scrapping and shooting all the time. They used to throw the book at you for fighting. Nigga, the police Greektown. car Come is parked now. outside. Like, what are you? Why you fighting in front of the cops? <laughs> they parked right in front of Del Mar all night long. <laughs> last year when they the dude, they had a video. I seen the video. The dude hanging out the car, he started firing in the air. To more and, traffic. And the police car went the other way. He was oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they like, yeah, like, we ain't fucking with him. I got shit. I'm, <laughs> I don't, don't want to write up that report. I'm right. off in 10 minutes. I'm not trying to get shot at. Okay. I'm trying to go home to my family. Man. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But it's it's no it's no street code. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, you mentioned earlier, um, before the show started, about the new era, yeah. you know, it's good to see brothers out here walking the street and trying to and trying to protect the streets and you know what I mean because Shout out to New Era Detroit because they they 
they just they don't care. You know, you know, women, a new children. era, general, because it's a new era in damn near every city. Now. Yeah, it's like women, children, old. I'm people. I'm glad that you make that point because I'm always remiss. Like if niggas got all these guns that they say they got, and these are your neighborhoods, like why y'all niggas not patrolling at night? Like if y'all the tough niggas in the neighborhood, stop stop the extra bullshit. If it's niggas your, know show hood, right? Yeah, if right. niggas know that they come on this block after midnight, it's niggas outside with guns policing their own neighborhood. Right. They not fucking around with that nah. shit. I just you know, it's really it's it's sad, you know what I'm saying? Like it's sad that 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 you see people and it don't just happen in Detroit, you know what I'm saying? That's I just I've seen videos and other places where they don't care, broad daylight not. You know what I'm saying? They running up on you, robbing you, shooting you, whatever. They see something. It's just no kind of cold, no street cold, no nothing. They don't care. They don't care. Yeah. These young people, they don't have no kind of, they don't have no respect for life. You know, it's sad. And I heard one dude say, I mean, I ain't even expected to live to such and such age. So why should I care? Like, wow, damn, that's how you live it? Every day, I shit after 25, like, nigga, it's a plus. I, I didn't expect to be here, so I'm a wild out. That's crazy. I don't I don't want to look at life like yeah, that. Like, yeah, I want to get a minimum another 40 to 50 years out of this body. Come on. I'm trying to Bare get minimum. 101, my nigga. Baby. Even I need with, to, even after with I get 100, so I need to do a victory lap, nigga. <laughs> I'm trying to get 101 on April 16th, uh, 2083. Okay. And I, I just, can go. And I just don't want to live to be old. Like, I want to live and, like, still be able to do shit. Like, I want to drive. Hey, but still. I want to go to dinner. I want to. People who still. Look, I've seen a lady who was, like, 90-some years old. She still be working out in her right mind and everything. Met a woman named Skippy, old white lady. She 101 years old. She came in in my job. She drove there. She 101 years old. You would, I mean, I don't know what a 101 year old look like, but she don't look like she 101 years old. Mm. She said she got a sister who 98, who live in uh, California, and the other sister they don't really fuck with like that. She died <laughs> at like 88. She kind of like he was like yeah we don't really uh, damn as if that was like young as fuck you know what I'm saying because like I'm a my baby sister right. but like yo if if she can live to be a hundred and one I can live to be a hundred and one yeah. like yeah. easy work but you know hey you take care of your body right you gonna feel good you gonna look good I'm trying to get back on that I was I was on that heavy for a while and then I fell off you know temptations of the world man tell me worldly about food <laughs> but not on nothing tastes, tastes delicious it, it, it tastes it delicious it did, it did but i'm, you I'm know. sure that i'm sure that some authentic indian food you know what and Ooh. i love indian food and i and i'm just trying to wrap my brain around having to eat it for two and a half weeks now, what if you get over there and the indian food that they make it's way real different. Real Indian food. It's gonna be different. Don't taste like what we think Indian food is, and we like our Indian food better than the actual Indian food. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know what? Yeah, I go to authentic in, Indian restaurants. Now. Okay, so you know I'll be yipping the the ones you can't even fucking. Pre- it used to be one off of uh, Northwestern Highway that I used to love. Oh my, it was called Rushi's. Mm. I was so sad when they closed down. They closed down after nine eleven happened because yeah. Ignorant people thought that they had connection with the Stupid. Taliban. Like they're Indian. They, what are you talking about? Anyway, I mean they could. I don't know, but I don't. I don't believe so. Um, yeah, but the food. The for, food uh, was amazing. I eat chicken and rice every day. Duh. At the end of the day. Yeah. What's so funny? Like Jamaican food, Indian food. Insert cuisine. Like it's a whole bunch of different takes on chicken and rice. Now the thing is, what I'm sad about is because they 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 said that we can't we we won't be allowed to eat the street food because. 
you know they're not they don't have any cleaning the stations yeah. to, you know what i'm saying so but i'm like shit that's that what they be saying be that indian street food be popping but I ain't trying to get full of sand boys. in here, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little sand, a little you know, we, grease and oil. Right. Yeah. I just always think, like, I don't want to go to jail or a hospital in a third world country. Yo, I had to go. Just not no, a third you. world country, but I did have you to go to the hospital in France. In India, in the hospital. Because that's, that's where all, all the, the doctors yeah. <laughs> Like, you probably be straight over there. This <laughs> nigga's an asshole. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but I had to go to the hospital in France. I was like, damn. They tried to kill me over there. You know why this song called Niggas in Paris? Uh-huh. Cause niggas was in Paris. Paris yeah. And they uh, they almost killed my ass in that bitch. Yeah. I was like, my mama gonna come over here and blow this motherfucker up. I mean, excuse me, I don't wanna don't, don't put this on. <laughs> Take this off. This shit ain't live right now. No. no. Okay, good. Take that off. Because uh, I don't wanna be I don't wanna get banned from yeah, going We found on. this online before your flight. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, yeah, no, nah, yeah, yeah. My mom Yeah, take a boat back to America because exactly. you can't fly no more. Exactly. No, nah, my mom was on a boat to America. It didn't, my it didn't work out. My mama would have went over to France whooping people's ass if something would have happened to me and shit. But I gave them a rider of all the things that I'm allergic to and they gave me some food that I was wasn't supposed to eat. Mm. And and they don't a lot see, here's the thing too, a lot of foreign countries, they don't know about Benadryl. Mm. They didn't have Benadryl at the pharmacy. They didn't have an EpiPen at the pharmacy. And then when I found my, when they finally found the EpiPen, it was like the driver had to go like. Oh, they was trying to take you out. Listen, but the the damn doctor at the clinic, like, tried to lift my shirt up to hit me in the chest with that bitch. She was about to fucking (laughs) have my heart racing. Like, what was the name of that movie? (laughs) Oh man, when my man's had the the adrenaline rush. Yeah, he had to keep his adrenaline up the whole time and shit. Dog. I said, no, it goes in the thigh. It goes in the thigh. But they had to rush me to the hospital. That was some crazy shit. Man, that, I mean, that got <laughs> to be a, a, a wonderful feeling to to see the world just based off words and music. It is. It's definitely what's, a blessing. What's your favorite country you visited so far? Oh, Berlin was Berlin. Is that a country? <laughs> no, mm-hmm. yeah, Berlin. Germany. Germany. I loved, I, I loved. really uh, fuck with hip hop in Germany. Yeah, it was a whole Detroit Music fe- Detroit meets Berlin music festival, and I, you know what, I don't even because I loved a lot of the places that I went to. It was just different, you know what I'm saying? Like right there, we was right at the the where the wall got broke down at, and you know the history and just the love that they have for techno music and hip hop. And also, I think I, I think I'm a little biased because when we was riding through. They had gigantic posters with my name on it. <laughs> like, and I was just like, I know welcome to you to Berlin. <laughs> Miss Corona and the Corona. For fans. those who don't know, yeah. Detroit started techno music. Oh, yeah, for sure. The they know because they had they had all of them over there. You know what I'm saying? And we did a whole Detroit uh, meets Berlin festival. And it, when I tell you, the love was just ridiculous. It was for five whole days. Wow. They did this whole festival. And um, it was packed every day. Mm. And I was just blown away of how much knowledge they had of, you know, the music. Like, even shit that I had. It, they be knowing about shit that you ain't even really released. And I'm like, how do you even know about this song? Fucking Nard- just Nard- the- Nardwar everywhere. Yeah. yeah right. Just on the sure. internet scouring. Yeah, they like, oh, do you still have the, did this EP ever come? And I'm like. I Yo, never put that out. At like, one point, you know? in my at some point in my life, Narwar is going to interview me and ask me random shit about Jay Rose. Yeah, 
Yeah, Narwar, he's he's funny. He, I met him before. He does his but, homework, and I don't know how he gets some of that information. Like that, but he's the, good at what he does. He's a spy. In the, uh, the J. Cole joint, when he was like, did you introduce Dr. Dre to Kendrick Lamar? Yeah. He was like, right. Like, nigga, I never told nobody. Right, like, how right. Yeah, how'd you, you know? know? How you know that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, other than Rakim, KRS, and Rick Slick, Slick Rick, <laughs> uh, who is um, one of the most legendary people that you shared the stage with? Or a couple, because it's hard to probably pick one. That I just shared the stage with? Yeah, shared a billing with, stage with. Scarface. Mm. Oh, that's big. Run, Run DMC. Because, you know, I got to share the stage with Run DMC. It was like maybe six or seven months before Jam Master Jake, I can't. And um, that was dope, you know, to be able to be on that bill with, with, with the original. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, although I didn't get to meet them, you know. It was still dope because they, they role manager was like somebody has a somebody t- someone has a physical ticket of that and they got your name on it. No, nah, my name wasn't on there though. I, I wish it was. You know what I'm saying? My name wasn't on the bill. What happened was um, at the time, you know, Wax Tax and Dre was doing Wax Tax and Wax, Dre. Wax, Tax and Dre was doing this radio show, and my boy Doc Chill and Wax Tax and Dre had a set, Doc and so I had, the, I had the I had the I had a commercial for Wax Tax and Dre and then I also had an unofficial um, remix to the Truth Hurts song that was supposed to get cleared but it didn't so um, I performed those joints so they asked me to to do that but yeah it was it was um, it was dope because the road manager was like yo that was not that like you know so I'm like oh they must have heard it somewhere you know what I'm saying they somewhere around here and probably heard me perform but I didn't get a chance to meet them but I did get a chance to meet Scarface when I opened up for him that was back in the day it was a it was at Cha Cha's record release party my nigga listen my, <laughs> listen 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 I swear to God I just sent somebody Cha Cha album about two weeks ago yeah I still listen to that joint <sighs> my nigga. Yeah, Cha Cha's so fucking dope, dog. Yeah, and when you go through the the features on that fucking album, from Nas to Juvie to like my nigga, that album was so fucking great, and she was so goddamn. Look, I, I, I remember having class with her, like I was in eleventh grade when she was in twelfth grade. I remember mm. having class with her, and not that she was like an ass, and I just had no clue that she rapped. And then I remember, like. Maybe that summer watching Teen Summit, and I'm like, that that girl looked really familiar, mm-hmm. and it was her, mm-hmm. like getting gearing up for the album. Yeah, man, I love that fucking album, dog. Album I still listen crazy. to it. Dog. That album was crazy. I still listen to it, and I and, and you know what's crazy is, I put I I still be putting a lot of people up on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I rock with a lot of the up and coming uh, artists in the city too. And so I be trying to put them up on artists. I'm like, y'all ain't never heard this joint. Hold on, you gotta listen to this. Let's let's look. Let's watch this video right now. Cha do not get the respect that she Man, Cha Cha, yeah, you know, she she cold. I I really be wishing it's only a few Dear Diary, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, it's only a few MCs that I be wishing, like, man, you need to come out of retirement. Man, listen, you know look, what I'm saying? Matter of fact, listen it. Second track on the well, third track on the album got Nas on it. Nineteen ninety nine with a Nas feature. Uh Latasha Scott Trick Daddy, mm-hmm. Juvenile, Jim Crow. Remember Jim Crow? Yeah. You yeah. feel me? Like, dog, this was like a mass, like, this was like a full budget, the whole nine yeah. yards. Man, goddamn, dog. 
Yeah, she had that. She had that major label money behind her, and and the album was put together dope. Like the production was dope. Yeah, the visuals was dope. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? I just I don't know. Like it was packaged I, to win. It was, and I and I was just looking like I don't know what happened. You know what I'm saying? Because like. But I was, I was, I mean, like me and Cha, me and Cha Cha, cool. But I never had the relationship with her to like chop it up and ask her. But you know, when I when I saw her get a deal, that was like to me, I was like, yo, okay, it can happen for the women in Detroit. Absolutely, you know what I'm in saying? Nineteen ninety nine, and she had to. To me, and my, in my mind, like she had the hottest hip hop single that dropped. Right what there. What y'all want to do? That song was that song was hard. The hardest song in my mind for '99. You know what I'm saying? And just around that time, the the number of MCs that were getting that national shine from Detroit. Yeah, it was a small list. She was giving people the business. It was though. a real small list. Yeah. She held her own with Nas. Yeah, the whole album. I think like Black Tile. Somebody from Murder Inc. was on that shit too. It was a great fucking album. I seen the video all the time. Heard the shits on the radio. I I don't know. I never heard the second joint, but like I have no idea. Yeah, what happened, I, I don't that think shit she ever come out the I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah, but anyway, shout out to Cha Cha because guess what? She's doing her thing on the movie screen. Yeah, and she been doing a lot of other big things. You know what I'm saying? So she transcended from the music to doing more more behind the scenes stuff, and is extremely successful. And you know what I'm saying? I'm it's proud of her. Fun. You said who? Yeah, she's still close. She <laughs> I mean, well, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I'm we'll say it. Yeah, we'll y'all, say it. y'all can say it. You know what I'm saying? So you said it's a couple MCs, especially it's a couple from MCs right here that, that you be... wish would come out of retirement. Yeah, give, give us some names. Give us some names. Come on. Um, yeah, definitely. Cha Cha's one. I really wish that that boss was healthy enough to come out of retirement mm, yeah. to rap. Um, who else? Lola. You, you asked me my list. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. not. No, she's not on my list. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm jumping in. Yeah, you jumping in, but you want to say Lola? You can say Lola, but you asked me my list. Um, <laughs> hey, it's fair. Who else? Uh, see, I had my list, and he messed me up. I'm my bad. I'm, yeah, I'm anxious. Yeah, you anxious, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a short list, you know, and not just women MCs like. You know, I just really be wishing that some people, like Low Lewis, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad that, um, I'm glad to see that, um, my boy Killer Gans from Cardi Boys is doing stuff. So they, I think they're about to do a, a, a reunion project, I hope. But, you know, I don't know where the hell, um, um, what's his name is? Dang, Fuzz Scooter. <laughs> I wish Fuzz Scooter would come out of retirement. And, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. So, um, so let let's talk about the healer and the heartbreaker. The healer and the heartbreaker. Yeah, that's the new EP. It drops on April the twenty second. You know, I hope that people will come out to the to the release party, um, on the sixteenth. But yeah, that's you know, I mean, hey, listen to the title, the healer and the heartbreaker. I'm in my feelings. You know what I'm saying? I got my heart broke. I heard the song. The, I'm assuming the, that's the lead single. The lead single lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the. I lead felt single. the heartbreak. I felt <laughs> it, and I felt it, and because I've been through it as well. Yeah. So yeah, you know that that, and you know what? Let me tell y'all. Surprisingly, that song in particular has nothing to do with the woman that actually broke my heart. Um, but you know, it. I guess it could have something to do with her, but it it she didn't inspire that record. Okay. Um, 
And, and if you, know, you go through it more than once, <laughs> it'll give you all the inspiration for you sure, need. For sure. And, and you know, um, yeah, during the writing process, I believe that I just I was inspired by all of the lies that I was told by previous women. You know what I'm saying? Including, well, I guess including her. I mean, you so. dropped it on, on, on February the 14th. I dropped it on Valentine's Day. It was very strategic. Yeah. I did that on purpose. You know, I was going to drop the album on April Fool's Day, but then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> because, hey, I was fooled. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I was, yeah. I was fooled. I thought it was real. Um, but, but you know, c- certain circumstances prevented that to happen. And, um, you know, it, it ended up being perfect, you know, that is is dropping on the 22nd. My cousin's um, birthday. Shout out to Q. Yeah, it, on the 22nd because, you know, it aligned with the Detroit Symphony Orchestra that wanted to book me to do yeah exactly so and then you know what I'm saying I'll be so when the album drops I won't even be in the states look at that international so so I'm just excited uh, international pimpette I'm <laughs> <laughs> about to be my friends in real life doing shit like that. I, I fuck with that, yeah. But you know, I mean, the Hiller and the Heartbreaker, like, it's got some really dope produ- pro- uh, producers that were involved in the project. Who'd you work with? It? Who'd you work with on the project? Blizzard. Blizzard did the Blizzard the, is nice. Blizzard did the first single, Lies. He's actually uh, the producer of the second single called Heartbreaker that is going to drop on Monday. Um, and then I worked with Foulmouth and also a producer named Trey Styles. Um, he's from Athletic, he's, he's a part of Athletic Mike League. Okay. And then I produced uh, two records on there. So, Hi. Um, yeah. And then, you know, of course I wrote everything except for the song called Healer, uh, which my sister LaShawn Phoenix wrote. And I produced the record. And so, you know, this is my first time. I, I mean, I just started making beats in August mm. um, of you last year. You your NPC with you, so you got a bug. Oh yeah, I'm, oh yeah, I'm taking that. I, and I just, I just got, I just got a uh, the SP four hundred four MK two today. I'm gonna act like I know what that is. It's that shit sounds fancy. It sounds fancy. <laughs> it's a dope ass drum machine. But I'm so busy. Like I knew I had to come here for this interview, which was important to me. Man, so I didn't, even, I didn't even yeah, turn it on. I was like, because I know how I you'd have been, I'd have been hitting started y'all twitching. Like, Damn, I'm sorry, I got to cancel the. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm not even gonna fuck with that until I come back from from off tour because I don't want to. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna take the MP because I know how to. I know, I, I know how to maneuver with that thing, and I, so I learn that when I come back. But um, ain't no yeah. telling what type of sounds and things you'll pick up just oh being yeah I'm gonna on be tour. I'm gonna be out I'm gonna be out there recording all type of shit you know what I'm saying just when we I I know I probably shouldn't do this but we're supposed to go to um a couple of the mosques and and I'm gonna be picking up sounds from there when people doing their chanting and praying yeah and um I'm I'm gonna be trying to flip some of them sounds in these records so. I'm I'm really looking forward to going going to India because you know my brother DJ Los y'all familiar with DJ Los yeah absolutely DJ Los Easy B the legendary crew um so Los actually he's a very spirit, spiritual person and he was telling me how you know we've been misled by believing that Africa is our motherland when actually India is and Africa came about later because um, it came from under it came from under the water but anyway he, he you need to get him on the show and break some stuff down but I he was he was telling my alley so. he was telling me about that and also my cousin who has visited India a couple a couple times and they were both telling me how India is really the motherland you know and they really stripped India of a lot of the things 
once um, the Europeans got over there, like they do with all all yeah. things. You know what I'm saying? So I'm really interested in in traveling over there because I've been diving into myself um, and, and gaining more spiritual yeah. connection um, within the past 10, 11 years. So I hear it's a place of healing and a place where you really connect with the creator. So I'm just, re- I'm just. That's what I. Just a lot to soak yeah, in. When yeah, you yeah, get yeah. There. I, and you know, I am excited about hitting the stage, of course. But that is really one of the things that more people talk about it. It's, it's course, a once in a lifetime experience. Man, my, my you taking boy, your camera with you. Oh yeah, my boy York. He just left from over there a couple of weeks ago, and he was telling me the same thing. He was just like, "Yo, you're gonna, you're gonna tap into a spiritual side of yourself that you have never experienced before." He was like, "It's just." breathtaking and unbelievable like the the view but he also said it's very dirty you know and the, the, the travel clinic like it's very dirty but you know you gotta, so you gotta watch yourself but uh the spiritual connection that you're gonna get is gonna be so so are you, worthy are you familiar with a rfid wallet i am familiar with that and i know i need that i was yeah. looking for one online because i don't need nobody to be trying to tap yeah. uh because as soon as you get car. off the plane you, you get you one and it's in the shield because you know we got the tap so yeah. they, there's somebody could be there with a laptop as soon as you get off and got all your shit. So get yeah. you an RFID wallet so that everything inside of it is it's protected. It's protected. I need to get one before I dip. Um, I, I still got. I listen. I ain't bought nothing. I ain't bought no necessities that I need for this trip yet because I'm I've been trying to prepare for these performances and I still got. Oh, one other thing I did want to touch on before before we let you. Before we let you rock, you go out with a you got a band. I do. I have a band, the Corona Effect, and and you know what's funny? I started this band before the pandemic hit. You know, I mean, I've been Miss Corona for for ages. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So for all the people who thought I was trolling and just created and came up with the name <laughs> in the midst of the pandemic, no, um, I forgot. I didn't even put. I didn't even put, I the, didn't put, put two the two, two together. together. Yeah. yeah. So you know, Miss Corona nineteen. <laughs> so I, you know, I I created the band, um, the Corona Effect, in 2016, and um, we played. Uh, we so I was like, yo, this is the ty- this is the name of the band I wanted to create. 2016, right? And then I didn't. We didn't do our first show until 2017 at the DIA during the photography exhibition based around Detroit hip hop, and we were the first Detroit hip hop. Um, I was the first Detroit hip hop act to perform in the Diego Rivera court. And so I was like, yo, I was in retirement, mind you. And and I was like, I didn't want to rap no more. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, it was hard for me to get production. I was like stuck with finishing the project and I just, everybody kept booking me for shows. And so when they called me to perform at the DIA, I had really, literally, this is no exaggeration. I had prayed. I'm like, everybody keep booking me for shows and want me to, I'm like, but if it's meant for me to start doing these shows again. I want to do them the way I want to do them. Yeah, I've been wanting to put this band together. When I dropped my album in twenty, my first project officially, the the uh, injection in twenty ten, I had a band, and I had been saying I wanted to have my own band ever since, like really two thousand and eight. Yeah, I've been trying to find a band, so I was able to do that in twenty ten, and so I'm like, yo, I need a real band. So I put the band together, and um, I had to revamp the band in the middle of the pandemic. Um, fortunately and unfortunately, because you know I, I like to get attached to people. I like consistency. Yeah. And my my first bandmates, they they still my brothers, but you know like my um, MD at the time, Rain Man, he plays with Charlie Wilson, 
And Charlie Wilson is going to trump me every time. And I can't say nothing. So I really had to get a a band that was consistent and can go with, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, they hit hard. I'm top billing over here. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I'm on my way to being Charlie Wilson status, so y'all got to rock with me too. One of my homegirls danced for Charlie. She been dancing for Charlie. Okay. uh, I probably know her. For years and years. She she been around. I know. I know. He got all Detroit people in his band. 100%. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I came, I actually met this dude um, who, he gave me the name of the band. I was I was like, yeah, I'm trying to put this band together. And I'm like, yeah, I got to come up with a name. Like the DIA want me to do this show, but if it's meant for me to do this show, then I'm going to find a band. And I put it put it online like I need some band mates. And it just ended up falling into place. And ever since then, we've been just like taking off, but whenever it's so I still do solo sh- songs, I mean sets without the band. I hate doing them. I mean, like that's a whole nother. That's a show. That's a whole element to a yeah. show that a lot of rappers just don't tap yeah. into. Yeah, because your band is going to lead more. you some. You know, the song may be one thing, but that band, especially a good band director, is going to lead it somewhere else. It's yeah. like a good church song. Yeah, it's got the reverses, but once everybody start feeling the spirit and it's it's filling up the room. Yeah, that song can go somewhere else real quick. I like to go sit and listen to live music. You know what I'm saying? Me too. Whether I'm having a cigar and they got people playing, you know, singing and everything, or I'm I just like to see live music mm-hmm. and I like. I love hip hop, of course. So when that shit mixed together, like, yeah. oh man, I'm having. A I time. just, you know, like I said, every every since 2008, I was glad when when I had the opportunity to actually get the band for my first release party. You know, we did that at MoCAD, and I ever since then I was like, yo, when I have big shows like this, this is what I want to do. I've been, you know, I mean, been in love with the roots and you know all of that for years, and I'm like, that's where I want to take with the band it. Now. Yeah, that's yeah. where I want to take it to, but. You know, I ain't gonna front. You know what I'm saying? I, I put that bug in a lot of people's ears around sure the city. And then some people ended up with bands before I was able to get mine, but now I got mine. So shout out to Jay Shell, my boy Smoke, uh, Thelonious Funk, mm. Shine Phoenix Moore. Uh, who else is in my band? Oh, um, uh, Keisha Bynum and my homegirl Jody. Just to be able to bring, DJ your, ba- bring your band to the DSO yeah. and rock out. Like yeah. that's. That's such a such a huge milestone. Man, it is. That's it something is. they can put on their resume, and that's because they are connected to you. Yeah. I mean, of course, they they talented in their own mm-hmm, right, but like mm-hmm. we went as the Corona effect. Yeah, that, I mean, we, crea- this is like, we created history together for sure. You know, like when I went over to Berlin, um, I took the band with me. You know, what I'm saying my, my original band. I took them with me, and some of them had never been overseas before. You know, but I wanted. I wanted to make sure that that experience one was going to be monumental for the the audience. And I was like, yo, if I do, I'm doing Berlin. I need to take this band. I'm not just going to take my DJ. And I could have just took my DJ. But So peep this. Yeah. So you know how we started. We were talking about your musical background. And then you went like, hey, uh, this person was a part of this. This mm-hmm. person was a part of this. So your band's children are going to be like, yo, I come from a musical background. Uh, my mom or my father played in the Detroit Symphony Orchestra. They was only the third hip-hop. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's going to be <laughs> yeah. in somebody's yeah. bio yeah. about their parents. That's you know what I'm love. saying? Like, I didn't even think about it like that. And I'm glad that I got my homeboy, uh, Ron Dada, who's going to be documenting the, the the whole experience. Like, you know, I, I just... I'm like, yo, man, I got I to gotta have this documented. I need the whole thing. Like, I need you there for the 
Sound check, you know what I'm saying? Like behind yeah, the scenes. I'm pulling up it's tomorrow, quality man. footage. Yeah, I'm gonna bring my camera too. But tomorrow I won't have the band. I know, but I'm I'm pulling up tomorrow. Yeah. I'm gonna get some foot. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna take some pictures and shit. Yeah, too. but yeah, tomorrow I won't. I, I wish I could have had the band, but I only got a 15 minute set. I ain't gonna say that like I'm ungrateful. I'm happy that I got. It. I'm happy that I'm gonna be sharing the stage. I'm like, shit, y'all could have gave me two songs. I'm gonna kill that shit regardless. Yeah. What time so. is start tomorrow? Um, the doors open at eight. I don't know what time it's Doors open at 8 yeah, So be there at 8 o'clock And where is it at? Rapper started at 10 It's at the uh, it's a <laughs> <laughs> First set First set started at 1230 <laughs> It's at the Russell Industrial um, Building Look, Don't man. ask me Which part of the Russell Industrial is Where you in. see all the cars at When you pull up And you see all the damn cars It's probably Now that's gonna be that's, that's cars everywhere that's On the Saturday the Well yeah Yeah because I done been to some wild shit yeah. inside of the Russell Industrial. Like, yeah. wild shit that's, inside that's of there. Yeah. That's deceiving. So, um, they, yeah, they haven't said specifically. I don't know which building this in, so I'm, we just going to have to ask you. Where can people get tickets? Um, actually, the Russell Industrial, uh, they have a website. And so they got the tickets for sale on the website. But you can go on my Facebook page. Tonight I'm going to be putting a link back up there after I, after I finish this interview. Um, so you know, people check it out. I don't know how soon this airs, but tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, airs yeah. tomorrow. So, so when y'all listening, go hit the joint. Yeah, so I'm gonna so be out there I'm too. Be- <laughs> you feel me? So yeah. pull up on me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be dope, man. I'm I'm excited. So look, anytime we have a musical guest, we gotta we we open up the 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 stage and let them let them play whatever project they work or whatever song mm. that that touches your heart. So okay. weekly we, we want to share. Yeah, we, I do a, a music pick a every music week. Pick every week. But when we got a musical artist in the building, okay, I, I like to let them direct the show because you you know your music better than anybody else. Yeah. And if somebody is not has never heard a Miss Corona song ever in their life, Dang. whether it's the new single or one. I mean, we can throw something in at the end of the episode, too. But, I mean, just for right now. For right now. Yo, for right now, if I had to pick a song, um, just one, I really would I, I would say Respect the Name off of the Virus EP. Okay. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, it speaks for itself. Respect okay. the Name. We can at least put the single at the end of the episode. I would love, I would love for y'all to put the new single um, that's about to drop, "Heartbreaker." 
You got it? I got it. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, send it to yeah, us I and we'll send it to you. I listen, yeah. I mean, I got it up right now. I listened to it earlier. Because I know y'all got the live. Oh, you already got it before me. He don't got the heartbreaker joint. No, I not, got, not I, that record. Oh, I'm just okay. talking about lies. The one she yeah, yeah, yeah. I got lies, but I thought he got the exclusive, and I didn't. No, I've been the one that's been talking to you in the DMs, <laughs> not my partner. No, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it to y'all. Yeah. You no, know, Jay is the face when you get here, but if you're talking to somebody in the DM, you probably talking to me. Okay. Okay. You probably right. talking to me. Jay and Dane. Okay. Listen though. I really appreciate y'all having me on the show. We, I thank y'all so much. Y'all could bring me back anytime. Oh, the, the door, I the door is open. I, I, I wish that I would be here for show three thirteen because then. Pull I, up. We gonna have a. But wait, when what, what, what show is this now? Three oh nine. How how often does it? Because I'll be back. I'm we record be, every week. Okay, I'm, every week for three hundred and nine weeks in a row. If it's three oh nine, I won't That's be like here. Like a month of nine, right? Yeah. Is it a month but, now? But but let's Is just it put after it, May seventh? It's gotta be. Okay. If it's let's after see. May seventh, then I can pull up. Because that's when I get back in the But country. but look, it'll not be a, the, May sixth. <laughs> it'll drop on May seventh, but if <laughs> But look, the the door is open. Yeah. So okay. like you don't even have to be about music. Just come in here and kick, kick it with it. us. You know, okay. whenever so uh, how we do our, our, our guests or whatnot, like we just don't have anybody, everybody on there. We usually just have people that we like or we fuck with. Yeah, that we gen- that uh, we have a genuine interest in. So if okay. you've been here once, then you can, can come back something. again. Bet, bet. Yeah. Okay. Just, just hit us up y'all. and we, you know we're not in the Greenfield Plaza. <laughs> just, come, just come on down <laughs> a little bit further. That's a whole other story yeah. for the people who don't know. But yeah, Everybody what, does it. It's it's not even, it's not, we're not even clowning. Everybody goes to Greenfield yeah. Plaza. I, we're I, not I, there. Listen, we're not there. I see, and I'm so glad because <laughs> I'm telling you, I hopped off the elevator and I almost swung on somebody by mistake. And that's why people probably ask if they can smoke because they just assume Greenfield uh, Plaza, I can blaze up. You can't smoke in that's here. That's exactly what the Jeepers took me to. Jeepers tr- dropped me off right there. I told you when I saw you in the lobby, I just don't believe that story. You didn't put it in the right address. <laughs> no, you I, didn't put and, it in the right swear, address. Hold on. And, then, and then, let me tell you, because I gave my homeboy uh, Ray Horatio. I got the custom USB joints. He came to cop one because he's going out of town. He won't make it to the release party. I gave, I sent him the same address. That's what it, he pulled up right next to me. That's crazy. Well, he was on the other side of the building, but he was like, I'm here. And I'm like, I wonder, what is that address at Greenfield Plaza? <laughs> it's 21700 that f- from what I saw in the beginning at the front. But I, pl- I bull crap you not. When I put the address in, it took me to Greenfield Plaza. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we got we to gotta talk and to, then the, I had to the Google the, supervisor. And then, we, and then, we when you sec- then when you sent it to me a second time, I typed it in, I put it in, and then it took me down the street I was like this is stupid as long as you made it Absolutely. I made it as long as you made it made everybody it. has the same adventure that's what's up man uh, this week uh, believe it or not you gonna, you gonna plug the song in here yeah I'm gonna plug it in okay uh, cool low key since you're hearing this the song has already played okay. I've, I've already did my editing the song has already played uh, this week I do not have a whose man's is this um, cause I don't I didn't see nothing I got one Mm, I got, I'm about to say, I got a whose man's is this? Go, please. We're going to share this thing. I'm going to say, whose man's was that that ran up on that old lady on Instagram and snatched her purse and robbed her and was like, shit. Tanisha said you got the money, or Tasha, whoever the hell. Whose man's was that? I do not And who like was that Tasha thing. or Tanisha, whoever, like that? That Why woman you running was, up on an elderly woman? That woman elderly? was clearly afraid Yo. and scared. Like, shit like that, that don't belong in the community. You got to be, yeah. you got to, you got, somebody got put... 
arms, legs, hands, and uh, feet on and people like that who attacked you. Lucky, like, come on, bro. No, you lucky that somebody with a gun didn't see you. Yeah, you lucky like, she didn't have a blip. Come on, man. Like for real. That's why I'm saying there's no street code back in the day. You did not touch women, children, elderly people. So it's funny that you mentioned that because there's a video floating around on Twitter right now where a nigga run up on a group of women with a handgun and start brandishing them. No, I, I can see your face and the look of concern, but a woman in the crowd also was holding and shot this nigga four times. Wow. Good see? job, woman. See At point blank range. See? He came with a gun, ended up on the ground screaming in pain. Which is why I think everybody should carry. See? We always hear about shootings, but you don't hear about the the number of people who are saved by using a second. But see, and, and, and I agree with you to a degree. So Michigan, even though we are supposedly an open carry state, it's so many different loopholes. You know what I'm saying? It's so many different loopholes. Like you got to have your bullets in the in the trunk. You can't have a clip in the thing and you got to all this stuff. Now I have a friend. Well, an associate who a few years back was pregnant and was her life was threatened and so was her child. And she just showed a gun that did not even have bullets in it. Yeah. And she went to prison. Yeah, because you can't brand it. And had to have her baby in jail. That's but, crazy. But still, the lady was driving her car on the sidewalk trying to hit this woman and her child. That's fucking So crazy. if I pull out a gun to scare you away, but then you call the police on me and I go to jail. That's crazy. Yeah, that's like that one lady who who she finally got out, but she did the uh, she shot in the air. Oh yeah, and then it was beating her and all that shit after that time because in real life you you take the gun out, your life's got to be in danger. You got to use it. Like so, you want me to kill this nigga? But right. yeah, because that's the next thing is gonna come to. Yeah, because you only supposed to use but, it. But and, even yeah. even even that's you wow, know, that's even those crazy. who have been in fight like yo, my life was in danger. I had to. It was either me or them, and they still and be in jail. Yeah. It's so weird. Like the the laws here are different, and I, you know, of course, it has to do with race too. You know, because if you're a little light, you get off. You know what I'm saying? You get oh, he was scared. Was like all that bullshit. She had some tears. But I, in different states, is different. You I know wish what I could do what the police do and say, I, I, am, I, "I fear for my life. My life was in danger." Exactly. Because if I think my neighbor got a gun, can I shoot that nigga? No, I fear for my life. But the police officer, like, well, I thought he had a gun. Right. My nigga's a cell phone. Right? Can I shoot a nigga? And, and like, oh, I thought it was a gun. Yeah, yeah you can shoot a nigga, but you are gonna go through a completely <laughs> different judicial <laughs> process. Exactly. That's Your black fact. ass going to jail. Yeah, whose man's that? I don't. I, I really, I really hate that shit with a passion. Man, that hurt my heart, and I had to. You know, I, I made sure I sent that to to my mom. You know what I'm saying? And my aunt's like, you gotta be careful. You know, pay attention. And I be trying to tell my nieces and my sisters, like, pay attention to your surroundings. Even you myself. To. You know what yeah. I mean? You got yo, to. Yo, because last year, my car was in a driveway. Motherfucker broke my window, stole my whole steering wheel out of my car. You know what I'm saying? Right under the window. I've been seeing <laughs> like, that. I seen that shit too this week. Somebody yeah, I stole. see. I see a lot of that shit. Yeah, like, you know. But if I was to, if I was to, I mean, of course, that's not my life being in danger. But I can't go out there and be like, "Hey, get away from my property." You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need no gun because my temper is. I let the dog out first. 
<laughs> what you got? A, a I got a pit bull. No, I got a pit bull, but you ain't faster than him. Oh, matter of <laughs> fact, shout out to Umar. Uh, my dog's name is Umar. Okay. Uh, technically, this is my last name, Johnson. His name's Umar Johnson. Okay. Uh, but uh, he turned <laughs> one. Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> he turned hey. one years old on Monday. He was born Jim April fourth. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Shout out to okay. Umar. I got him some brand new treats and shit. He was really happy about those. Uh, I used to. Uh, I used to have a dog named Umar. Did I mean, you? he was a grown man, but you know, <laughs> we we dated back in the day. He was a dog. You know what I'm saying? Shout Same out to difference. Umar. Shout out to Umar. He probably got a couple treats right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, rappers be quick. You know what I'm saying? Rappers be quick as fuck. You feel me? Uh, who was you going to do for Hose Mans? Yo, people hating on the Supreme Court just uh, being, being, what is it, confirmed? Mm-hmm. I dog, just enjoy the moment. Right. Man, I understand. Was, I understand the white husband thing, and people feel what they want to feel. But like, just let them biting thing. They don't like biting. Just let and this black like, woman yeah, just shine, yeah. just for five minutes. You know what was embarrassing too? I mean, that that all those people walked out when she was getting. It know, is like that was that people. Was, people hate black. Was, they people do, hate black folks, and they they, they especially hate, hate black women. They hate black folks. They really hate black women, and they hate black success. Yeah. It's like damn, like come on. As long as you're doing overly bi- qualified for one, you know what I'm saying? Y'all motherfuckers get up and walk out. But yeah, anyway, I love when they show their true colors. They really should they, be called they, the colored people. They they never not show their true they colors because you put the pressure. That's not racist. You put a little you put a little heat on them and they turn they turn some they turn bright red. Yeah, I'm not racist. I'm like that was. I got four black friends. <laughs> Tom, Malik, Joe, <laughs> like they you got a white friend named Malik. Oh, we said black. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I say she got white motherfucker named Malik. Yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, Jerome uh, Seinfeld. Damn, <laughs> that nigga name is Jerome. Yeah, it is. You know Jerry Seinfeld name is Jerome. In real life, yes. yes. Wow. Jerome Seinfeld. Wow, <laughs> that's fucking crazy, ain't it? Wow, really? Yes. <laughs> wow, that's why he's like, y'all gotta call myself. Yeah, you gotta call me Jerry. Damn, Jerome. Maybe that's why, because his name Jerome, that's why he stuck up when uh, old boy said nigger and shit, and Chris Rock didn't do that. I say that shit, bro. I say <laughs> that shit, <laughs> Man. In any event, uh, time for the Benny, man. So, so at the end of the episode, we always let our guests, this is your opportunity to give everybody your socials, where they can find your information. Promote whatever you want to yeah, promote. Yeah, promote whatever you want to promote, and let, let them learn something, something about you. All right, yo. Once again, it's your girl, Miss Corona. Follow me on Instagram, M-I-Z-K-O-R-O-N-A. Also, follow my clothing line, Triple Peaks Clothing. It's spelled just like how it sounds, Triple Peaks Clothing. And then follow me, uh, Golden Girl Productions. But you know what? Find that link on my main Instagram page. And uh, Trigger Finger Visuals. Also, I do snap photos. I haven't done that in a while because my knee surgery, is, you know, I had that and all that. But I'm doing good now. Cop the album, The Hiller and the Heartbreaker, comes out April 22nd. Come to the show at the DSO on April 16th. And, uh, yeah, until next time, I holler back. Peace. Thank you so much for coming through. It is your man, Dame, three underscores, 313. At me on Twitter, Instagram. You talk to me, I talk back. Uh, when you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. It's Shop Talk Podcast. Book some time. I got babies. Yo, uh, thank you, uh, Miss Corona, for coming in and uh, sitting with us. Uh, it's definitely a pleasure. We got a whole legend in the building. Uh, enjoyed the conversation. Uh, thank you guys for coming back 309 weeks in a row. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, next week, I can't wait to next week. I'm going to have my father on the pod. 
uh, it's gonna be a fucking time uh, for my. It's a birthday episode. You feel me? And um, listen, dog. When you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Book some time. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay and Dane. Hell yeah. Peace.